wanna get your booty grooving from conception to perfection. Never in between, we're messing it. Lot of shit goes into getting one film made. You'll be a maid to people too, and they don't even get paid. The stew is boiling over, sticking a spoon and stir. With Ryan Matthew Tickler. It's more than a dime. Medanizing movies, baby. Than a dollar. Medanizing movies, baby. That's you right there. Hey everybody, you know who it is, it's Ryan Matthew Ziegler and welcome to 99 Cent Movies. This is the podcast where I pull my dong out and I slap it around (laughs) and let everybody know how cool I am. (laughs) Just kidding, it is Tyler Ham this time because we are going to interview Ryan this time. I wanted to know more about you. Is that kind of the sign of a show falling apart when there's no guests anymore and the host just going to talk about himself? Actually, well... Is that what David Letterman did toward the end? I I would say that's what it is, but it's really just... It's it's been like... (laughs) If it's been a week and a half, two weeks. It's been a while. It actually, it's probably been the longest since we started doing this. This is the longest stretch since between, we recorded one. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's been yeah coming yeah. up on two weeks. And I figured it was it's just easier <clears throat> just if we could get the two of us together because you're yeah. still you're still an important part of the team. Oh well, thank you and very there's much. Tons of oh my god! If you if anybody could be here right now, there's tons of stuff going on right now. Yeah, there. This place looks awesome to yeah. me. I mean, I know everybody else looks like a stressful mess, maybe, but to me, I just see creativity and people coming together. Yeah. Lady Cinema, man. So I, I walk in here. <laughs> was, hey, my headphones popped in now. That was Nick. Um, but yeah, it's it's looking really cool. Yeah. It's, all this stuff is just, uh, yeah, really impressive. And I can't, I just can't say enough about it, man. So we are, um, we are a week away. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much uh, a week and a day away from filming. Really not even. We're a week away from all the crew guys showing up. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Chris last minute said well he said it like two weeks ago but then brought it up again to actually do it uh, to have a have a party yes um, yeah that'll be cool that'll be nice <laughs> yeah and it'll, it'll that. be um a, a cheap meal for those crew the first day so <laughs> just trying to save some money here um but yeah right now and so that I, I, I i'll hopefully not talk too much at the beginning because i want to get to interviewing you but no please um, talk all you want but there i mean there's uh, <laughs> there's been a lot going on. It, it's been mainly just uh, stress and drama. Not not, not like really bad drama. Nah, it's just just, just, just making, just you know, doing lots a project. of shit to do. Yeah. And I, I mean, I can gladly say that for the most part, things are all coming together. Nick has been down here the days that he's off work, busting ass and getting that stuff done. Me and him went at it for about two weeks about the souls in the movie and, and some <laughs> ending stuff. Man, I never thought we were going to get through that. And uh, just know that, long story short, you can solve most of your problems with a basin. So I'm not going to explain <laughs> yeah. that any further, but yeah. <laughs> you can solve most of your problems with a basin. Yeah. But, um, I think but, Otto Preminger first said that. Yeah. But it, it's been it's been rough. It's like I, I just woke up from a nap, so if I sound tired, it's because I am. Uh, just a stupid, shitty nap. We are trying to squeeze them in when we can. and mm-hmm. every, everybody, It's just like everybody's working. Everybody's trying to get stuff done. You know, I mean, as far as, far as effects, Nick, what do we got left? I scream real loud. Ah! <laughs> yeah, that was the answer. <laughs> Joe, this is not your segment. Don't Ow! even, no, no. That microphone is for everybody else, not you. Yeah. Yeah. I should have put some ground rules before the pass the buck segment if he's going to be interviewing me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, 
So we've had a lot of people in the office. Oh, oh, biggest and best news because uh, it's been so long. We Mason Beck, yeah, the man oh, yeah. we had we had of been course. talking about, is our drag officially. He stopped by a couple days ago. Um, uh, really, it was just going to be do like some costuming stuff and did, did an impromptu reading and whatever. Long story short, all, all that stuff aside, just he was just a great guy. Oh yeah, he was just a really nice guy, and he yelled at Joe so much, and I loved. Oh, it. he he wasted no time. There was like maybe five minutes where he when he came in where he was kind of quiet, just trying to fill out the place because most of us he'd never met before. Mm-hmm. But then. Boom, he's screaming at Joe, saying he would like to, he, when he was listening to the podcast, he wanted to punch through the podcast into Joe's face. Yeah. I don't know why I'm so lovable. No. He was so offended he's, when he found out that Joe's character comes from his character, like essentially his son. Yeah. So yeah. angry about that. Well, I love my daddy. Well, he saw straight through that, <laughs> that disgusting, slimy veneer into the, the, the darkness that is you, Joe. <laughs> he and and the, he is going to, you better watch out, dude, because he is going to rip you apart yeah. on set. I don't think so. I have a feeling it's going to be nine days of him just bullying you. Yeah. And nobody Mm -hmm. here is going to say anything to him. Now, this is the... More lovable, Joe. (laughs) Now, (laughs) 99 Cent Movies and Hometown Heroes is definitely against bullying. But when it comes to bullying Joe Buckley... Oh, it's deserved. Yeah. It is deserved. Because that's not so much bullying as it's just sweet, sweet karma. Yeah. I don't know. Can like, a young man talk about this cum and like not like it? (laughs) Exactly. I don't know. Hit. All right, Joe. Hack him. Stop. Didn't you just get food? Why don't you eat it? Yeah, eat your oh, food. Oh, I ate it already. You fucking animal. He inhales food. How yeah. did he eat that? I seriously. He I was ate in the car. You ate in the car. How far was the car ride? A well, minute, maybe two. What did he eat? What did he God eat? Damn, Kyle, what did he eat? <laughs> slim five. A slim five. That's a good piece of bread, if not anything else. It's an yeah. entire sandwich. Holy shit! And Jimmy John's is literally three blocks away. You're like a conehead. Can you see it from here outside? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Joe sees straight through buildings towards... <laughs> yeah, towards, in terms towards, of fast food. Yeah. yeah. I have this image in my head now of Joe unhinging his jaw like a snake and just slowly taking in the sandwich without even biting it. He wouldn't even take the time. He, it would be like... It'd be like trying to take a sandwich and smash it through a keyhole. It was just like, it doesn't matter. If it gets in, it gets in. He'll pick up the pieces. Yeah. That's, that's how he manages his love life as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Doesn't matter if it gets in or gets in, you know, he'll pick up the pieces. No, I mean, I'll jerk off in the tub later. So it's all good. <laughs> oh, God. Anyways, all right. Get, wait till past yeah. the buck. We're oh, back God. to the action. Um, no, Mason came right in. He shook everybody's hand, introduced himself, which yeah. is a very bizarre thing for the most of this Motley crew. <laughs> really we don't not. like to look at each other. We like to touch each other. <laughs> and he, he just came. He was so nice. And well, actually, one of my favorite things is him and Trevor, it was like thick as thieves by the end of it. And it's like they have a very similar personality. Just, oh, great. Just really great guys. So. Well, I, he's one of the only people that met that I met. Or he, I was one of the only people that he had met. So yeah. yeah you oh, were, yeah, duh. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. we were together. He, he kind of came to you and me right away. Yeah. Yeah. But he was so excited. He was texting me afterwards. He had a really good time. Awesome. And and, and, and that makes me happy, not because, like, I want everybody to have a good time, but just, like, I think he's going to be a lot of fun on set. Mm -hmm. And and the whole time he's like, how can I help you? What can I do? And I'm like, yeah. I, I I got nothing, dude. Yeah. Like, there's nothing I can have you do. And I and I'm sure he's he's probably handier than most of the people involved in this, and he actually could help us. But it's like, just go go read your lines, yeah. go go rest up and whatever. Um, <coughs> but um, other than that, it's been um, solving a lot of problems. Um, 
uh, one of them has been financially like, and that's also part of the problems that me and Nick were coming across. We were just having lots of conversations about where's money going to come from, how we going to purchase things. Luckily, we were able to save some money here and there, and um, thankfully, one of our uh, returning executive producers is back again. Oh, and uh, I won't I won't mention him by name, but he, oh, he he's very good. he's going to be a nice <clears throat> angel investor at the end. Oh, awesome! Um, you'll get to see him in the credits. So thank you so much. <clears throat> Not looking at you, you handsome bastard. <laughs> um. It's Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> it's Kyle. Thanks, Kyle. <laughs> but um, anyways, um, no, and, and really, we, we we aren't missing that much. Like I was crunching some numbers, and essentially, like for um, for some reason, like on set costs, what I call on set costs, which is like food, um, any supplies that we might need last minute, any any like props, anything that's anything that you we need once we start filming to the end of filming, uh, which is it's mainly food. Um, for some reason, like $2,400 between River City Panic and Grace's Room, despite the differences in the, both their budgets and, and the amount of people and all that stuff, for some reason, it, it ended up being around there. And so after paying for everything, I was crunching numbers, and I, I was missing only about four or five four $500. And, and it's like, I'm sure we, we'll find money in places, and, and we won't spend as much in, on certain things this time, hopefully. But it was like, that was the one thing. It was just like, once it's all said and done, we get off set. It's like, I know I'm going to have to go pay some tabs at some places, and it's yeah. like... You know, I, I really like to go like next day, which actually, thankfully, we can't because it'll be July 4th. So yeah. the, the next, next day, maybe find another, give, let me go down to the bottom of the river and find some coins. Um, <laughs> Joe can sell his ass. Yeah, oh, yeah. I've done that before. Yeah. Yeah. He actually comes out owing money somehow. <laughs> yeah. I, I paid the homeless man $3 for him to fuck me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The homeless man because there's only one, All one right. proper name. Joe, just. <laughs> I know. He it, keeps it, calling me in. I know. And, and, and it's still not his fault. No. It's your fault. What? It, you exist and it, it, yeah. and it, 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 it you you create the bullshit is created around you. He's right oh. across from me too. So it's yeah. like, I've got to look to the right, to the left. I got to look yeah, up it's and na- down. I just look straight ahead yeah. and we're not looking at each other. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. but anyways, um, trying to think of what else there is. Um, lot, lot, just lot, getting prep or props prepped. A lot of stuff like that. And then over the next few days, we're going to go through and organize everything by scene, which is something we didn't have on Grace's room, like, which seems ridiculous and redundant. What would you say? Well, Nick did it, but it was like he did it on set. Yeah. It was like we, and it, we were supposed to have – that was supposed to be somebody's job, and they just kind of dropped off the face of the earth, even though they weren't too far away. Um, but um, like it, that – that was just a huge issue, and it didn't need to be. It was because just it it fell through, and so now that we'll have that, it, it, I know it'll save us a lot of time, a lot of stress, and whatever. Um, and then uh, let's see, next week we're gonna have like a like a managers meeting, so anybody on set with a walkie-talkie, ah. um, just to go over roles. And my biggest thing is something that I've noticed a little bit is that like I f- I feel like I don't have as much. And I don't want to say control, but I, I'm not I, I'm not as aware of everything as I as I have been in the past. Because usually I, I I was all over everything, and this time around it I I, I feel a little bit of distance between the, me and the crew, um, just because I've kind of let let them be and kind of let Zach do his thing and whatever, which is totally like I, I'm not bothered by that. And and this is just probably me naturally worrying. But like, there's just been a few times where I've I've talked and there's been. Like you know, we're me and Nick every day. We're facing each other, and we and we find out our problems regularly, and we discuss mm-hmm. them. And I haven't had that with them, and so I'm a little worried about that. And so hopefully that day I'll solve all that. Because uh, my my biggest issue is I, I I just want everybody to have a good time. Now yeah. that that doesn't mean they're not going to get yelled at. That, does, <laughs> that, that doesn't mean that they're they're not going to cry like sometimes. That. <laughs> that doesn't mean that they're they're going to leave set a little pissed off or or a little upset. But um, it, it what it does mean is that like. 
by the end of it, I want them to feel like they have they valued their experience. Yeah. And and one of the most important ways to stem all that bullshit is one, you feed everybody, feed mm-hmm. feed them good, make sure that they're happy. Uh, but then also, don't let anybody let their ego get in the way because mm-hmm. there's that, that and it tends to happen naturally. But one one thing that I've noticed is that like everybody kind of wants to be in charge of something, yeah. And it doesn't have to be big. It um, but it's. It, Sometimes it, it just turns people into butts sometimes. Yeah, I understand. And, and especially people who definitely don't need to be. And so I think we have a really great team of people that, you know, like Trevor's going to be handling like pretty much every everybody around with what's going around the cameras. And then Matt will be in with everybody in front of the cameras and all that stuff. Or, well, really in the camera vicinity. And yeah. then, you know, I, hopefully I won't have to do too much yeah. with that stuff. But I, I feel like uh, the, it's in good hands. And then we'll have uh, Chris, so. our executive producer on set all day, every day, which I'm really thankful for. Um, he'll be able to help me solve some problems and stuff. So um, I think, I think we got a good structure going, yeah. but anyways, excellent. You know, excellent. we're eight, we're eight days away and it's I know. fucking it's... nuts. But to lead into interviewing you, the one thing that I have noticed above anybody and everybody else you are the most excited, I the most prepped, very and you are incredibly thoughtful of of what's going on here. And like you, well, thank you. You 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 have you haven't said anything that makes me feel like, uh, like this is this is like getting it's it, it like he he's he's too far into it that we can't pull him out. Mm-hmm. Like he's gonna have way too high expectations, no, no. or he's gonna um. He's he's just gonna let himself down or anything like that. Like I feel like you have a very grounded idea of what this is, and you've been very vocal and supportive all the way through. Oh. And it's like I think that like you you'll be a good leader, um, whether or not you're intentionally leading people. And oh. so, well, thank I, you. W- without a doubt, I mean, it's just like every time, every time we're reading, every time we're meeting, and then like that, I've never seen you look agitated or frustrated because nah. a lot of times we'll have really long meetings and people only have small purposes to be there. And sometimes you know they'll. they'll and be like, man, okay, well, can I go now? Blah. Yeah, and yeah. It's, and I've it's seen like, that already. <laughs> yeah, and it's like what I would prefer is that, like, not, not that I want you to come waste your time with me or us or whatever, but it's like, just come and and, and there, there's a there's a lot to learn in the in in, in this disgusting uh, <laughs> zone of of both human flesh as a la Joe or or so much or fake flesh, you know, yeah. that Nick's making. It there's a lot. There's a lot to learn, and if you don't spend time with these people, then you don't really understand w- how to interact with them, both mm-hmm. professionally and personally. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. and I, I again, like I just think that you're going to set a really good example for everybody. Well, good. I appreciate. I hope so. You know, I, I, <clears throat> I like I said, I love this. I love acting. I love films, and I'm I'm very, um, <clears throat> I'm very impressed with just this group of people that comes together. I mean, this is the sort of thing that I always talked about. I would love to be involved with. I used to talk about this film army kind of based on the, the uh, movie brats of the seventies. There was this great story of, uh, of, I think it was Brian De Palma Spielberg at one point, um, like Margot Kidder, a whole bunch of people that were living, excuse me, in a house in LA in the early seventies. And they just worked on movies. They hadn't blown up yet. They hadn't broken through, but they were just working on everybody's movies together. Margot Kidder was in Brian Palma's movies, and it was just like this this movie army. And I've always, you know, was like fantasized about, man, someday I'd like to have like a movie army yeah. where people are acting and helping on things and directing. And it's just a big group of people dedicated to, to cinema and making things and getting bigger and bigger and better and better with yeah. every project. And I thought when I went to film school that I would find that. And unfortunately... I didn't. I mean, there are still quite a few people that I do projects with and that I'm friendly with and from Columbia and I don't regret it at all, but I didn't, there wasn't that kind of camaraderie that I was hoping that really not in my experience there. Maybe if I had stayed there longer, I would have found that. But 
So I was disappointed when I left there. Yeah, Trevor's shaking his <laughs> yeah, head. Yeah, well, all the people I, that I did become friends with told me to quit. So yeah. well, or when I ran out of money, I was like, I can get another loan. They're like, no, don't. <laughs> well, you're, you're like the perfect <clears throat> example of what, what I or what I, anybody who's still doing this stuff was hoping to achieve is find people like us who like to do this because anybody who's been with me through all these films knows that I am terrified of professionals. Um, and it's not because it's not because I don't want to be better at what I do. And it's not because I don't, I, I, I don't care about the skills that people achieve, mm-hmm. but I really struggle with people who feel like they are owed, you know, I, I need $45 an hour to do this. Yeah. That I just, I cannot be creative without that. And it's like, obviously it, there's there's a choice i feel like when you get involved in these films and that's either you like it enough to forego that stuff because it's like i wish i could pay everybody all the time it's but it's impossible it's just impossible there's not enough money around here and what we're doing is it there's there's not enough of this happening to where people want to pay us to make this yeah this is this is the early stages of this sort of thing and and most of the people that work on films like this and projects like this are people that are starting out yeah and and for somebody to command if you're, and I don't, this is not an insult or a slight on this level of production, but for the most part, if you're working on a production at this level, uh, how do I put this? I'll just put it bluntly. <laughs> well, I'm trying to try to make it make a sound like sense. If you were of the caliber that you are expecting a certain kind of payment right now, you probably wouldn't even be working on a project like this. Oh, yet. absolutely. You're starting out. This is a starting out thing. Now, I know there are some people like the sound guy. Nobody, you don't know sound guys. That's one of those, those. Uh, film positions that the only people that do sound are people that are professional. Absolutely. It's not something, oh, my friend's hobby is being a boom mic guy. Yeah. Those don't, those, it's not like actors or something like that. But it's, but even. So in those cases, that's different. And, and even the two guys we've had, um, Jerry, um, who is returning from Grace's Room, and, and Dana, who we had on River City Panic, they both like completely undercut what their normal rate would be, completely mm-hmm. undercut yeah. it, and, and have been the most congenial people to work with. I mean, like as far like when I was editing Grace's room, that would have been a disaster zone if Jerry hadn't have like labeled like he mm-hmm. he went beyond mm-hmm. what what I think most time people would do as far as labeling and his, all of his takes and everything like that. It was it was perfect, and like I would have it would have been a disaster zone yeah. because once once the shots came in, it was messy. It was yeah. messy, you know, and that's that's nobody's fault. Like I I would have worked with anything if if all the files were. If all the images on all the files were black screens and it was just like zero zero one yeah. zero zero two and those weren't even in order, I would be fine. I could yeah. figure it out. Yeah. But Jerry made my life so much better. But anyway, awesome. yeah, yeah. What were you saying is is on what you were saying is that you're absolutely right. It's like, and and for the most part, we've we've been we've been really fortunate. You know, we we kind of we kind of got the the, the poopy ones out of the way to begin with, and we we found a, a decent amount of people who understand what we're trying to do. Mm. And and like I said, like this is the film where I felt that there's more there's more of you than there ever has been in the past. Like, um, y- y- I mean, like people like um, from the area, people like Trevor and Maddie, who mm-hmm. who are going to take a lot of shit on set and give a lot of shit on set. That's not easy to do. No, no. And it's like, but never once have they asked for a dime. Mm-hmm. Um, the crew guys. Um, I, I in the beginning of this project, I was talking. You know, we're trying to work out something, even if it's just like two hundred bucks a day. And it's like. There's no money. Yeah, I have no money. Yeah, and, and you know, and that money is better spent going back into the production. And and I mean, and really, and, and Chris with a K, who who pretty much covered all he you know, he did cover all of our equipment and camera costs and stuff like that. He gave them a lot of tools that they've that they haven't gotten to play with before. Uh-huh. And 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 from my perspective, and I don't want to put words in their mouths, it seems like 
the trade-off here is that they get they get a valuable experience and they get to play with things that they don't normally get to. And and more than that, somebody trusts them to do it the way they want to do it. Yeah, and they're going to get a showpiece for for a real. Yeah, I mean, this is what you got to do in this creative field that we're in. Whether you're an actor or a cinematographer or a director, you that's just your calling card. You have to do enough projects so you can build a real that then you take out. So y'all have to start. So either way you look at it, even if they were like eh, about it, which yeah. I know they're not, but if they were, they no, at least know that they're going to walk out. Uh, it's up to them. Obviously it's their talents. Yeah. They're going to walk out with a nice piece to add to the reel at the very least. Yeah. You know, well, so D- Devin posted a nice thing on Facebook the other day, just about, yes, I she's saw that. just so excited because this is like kind of, I don't, I don't want to say it's, this is, we're a little past her 180 as far as. You know, getting getting a lot of opportunities to act and things like that. But this is like this is her first film. This mm-hmm. is like her first video project in years, and I, I like to think that she's thankful because of the way we do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, she's responded very well to how you know, kind of like low key this is, uh-huh. despite what we're doing. It's very high stress and whatever. And I think that Nick and I and everybody else who sits in this office daily with us wears it well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and we, we try and, and carry the load for all those people because we know that they're, they're sacri- everybody's sacrificing stuff. Yeah. It, it, whether it's days off work, yeah. their vacation days, you know, we're all giving up something to mm-hmm. be a part of this. And it's just like that. That's what gets me so jazzed yeah. about it. Yeah, I think it's a really good creative group of people. And I'm very proud to be involved and, and very grateful to be involved and just – like I find myself telling people about this project who don't even give a shit. I was at Target the other day, ran into somebody I hadn't seen in a long time, and I don't. There was no segue. Yeah, there was just like hey, I'm in a movie. Yeah, I'm like I'm doing a movie and I'm shooting in nine days. <laughs> Listen to the podcast, please. Thanks. I mean, and I felt like such a heel, but at the same time, I'm I was just like happy to have a really cool project to work on. Um, right now, I'm, I've got two really. I'm very grateful. I'm involved in two projects right now that are completely couldn't be more different from each other. But they're both, you know, very rewarding to me, and I'm grateful for both of them. And I'm just excited to to be, you know, doing what I consider my lifeblood. You know. Yeah. So well, I just can't, I blurt it out every chance I get. Well, I know Joe Buckley. Do you, I'll give you your autograph. I know Joe Buckley. You know. Well, my first question would be then is what <clears throat> what got you interested in 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 either acting or well bo- both acting and then. Uh, like on camera stuff um, specifically. Well, really, I mean, it's all everything that I've ever done, whether it's writing, whether it's acting, even on stage or do, writing comedy. Uh, it's all stems from my love and obsession with movies. I mean, I don't recall a time in my life where movies were not the number one focus. I mean, I really, really can't. I don't remember a time where I decided, um, hey, I think I want to spend my life to the day I die you know, at least trying to, to have a life in movies, whether the, you know, and so when I was young, I watched movies of nine, five, six years old. I didn't know the concept of directing. I didn't understand the concept of writing, but I understood that there was people on the screen. So I just assumed, well, I'm going to, I want to be one of those people. And so, um, at an early age, uh, I was, uh, I auditioned when I was nine, eight or nine, for a stage two twelve play, they were actually uh, noticing the paper looking for a kid, which was very very rare. I mean, unless it was a school project or like a church play, where you know there was never opportunity, especially in the small town, for a kid to get to really act. You know, yeah. So I went and auditioned. There was four or five kids, and then they they, and they cho- said your shit. Get out they, of yeah, here. they were like this. Look, this, uh, get out of here, Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> but. Uh, but the, no, but I got the Macaulay play. Culkin today. You, yeah, yeah. You, you looked like uh, yeah, you had I, done quite a few drugs. Yeah, and, I was all scrawny. I had real long hair. You had a lot of pizza in your pockets. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so then I got to do the play. It was called The Nerd. Uh, no, I didn't play The Nerd. I played The Child. But uh, 
it was an amazing experience because it was like I was working with all adults. My parents pretty much left me alone because they didn't want to sit through every audition once they got to know the people. And it was just like I'm sitting around all these adults. They didn't treat me at that point. You know, you're nine years old. Adults are either your parents or your teachers. Yeah. They're authority figures. None of the people in this play treated me like it treated me that way. I was another cast member. Matter of fact, they called me little shit. They made, they, I mean, it was, it was like this great experience. And even at that age, I was like, I want to be around this kind of shit. Forever. What you didn't realize is they actually hated you. <laughs> you were super annoying. <laughs> What's funny is one of the women that was in the play, uh, I see her now semi-regularly at two twelve, And it's just so surreal because, you know, last yeah. time I saw her, I was a little child and here she is, you know, 50 some year old woman with grown kids of her own. You know, and I'm a grown guy, and so it's it's just strange how, you know, when I was nine years old, I was doing a play with you. You know, it was just it's weird, but that's where it all started. And uh, then from then on, I was just making. I my parents had a Sony camcorder that they got from QVC, and um, I was just making little videos all the time. I made a movie uh, in thanks at Thanksgiving when I was in seventh grade. It was a sequel to Gladiator, not the Russell Crowe Gladiator, because I hadn't come out yet. But there's this Brian Dennehy. Cuba Gooding Jr. fight movie called Gladiator that I really liked as a kid. I lo- and uh, so I made a sequel on Thanksgiving. So my dad was in the movie. My grandma's in the movie. My cousins are in the movie. And we just made it in one afternoon, you know, yeah. had editing camera because I had no, no oh, way yeah. to do that. Oh, I remember those days. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even have two VCRs to do it. So it was just like, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to say, but when I was, I've always been movie related, always, always, I've never I've never really thought about anything else. And it's everything I've done has always been, you know, thinking about movies. Of course, no one was making movies. So you do plays. Yeah. And then as I got older, I started to really take, it wasn't like so much a means to an end anymore. I started to take acting really seriously as a craft and an art form and started really watching actors and watching movies specifically with actors and reading books and nerdy as it sounds, practicing monologues in my room, you know, and, and, um, well, I don't know if yeah. you're anything like me, but for some reason, like like uh, me and my friends, a lot of a few of them who are still involved in all this stuff that we're doing now, it, we've been doing this kind of stuff for a long time. Whether it was our own dumb little videos, you know, music videos, whatever. We ended up we did a full, a full, um, original musical, um, musical, well, just a musical musical play. I don't know what you call yeah. it. Um, that that we wrote and whatever we did that like Kyle six years ago. More than that, holy shit! Um, <laughs> I was twenty-one. Yeah, shit. I think it was about seven years ago, seven or eight years ago. Um, but anyways, like we've been doing this stuff for a long time. But it was, it was always. I always just want to do a movie. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to do yeah. a movie, and like, and, and and now, and now, thankfully, I, I'm kind of like, I don't know if I want to do another movie. <laughs> I don't know if I want to do another movie. And so, like, I mean, we've been kind of discussing a few projects that I like to do that are not film based. Mm-hmm. But it's like I there I was always lurching that direction. Yeah. I don't know if that's how you feel or if it's just like if there's a certain medium that you would just prefer to work in or pretty much movies. I mean, it's like I I like I I take acting very seriously. I really do. Um but even when I'm doing theater, I've done a million plays at this point. I still don't think of myself as a theater guy. Yeah. I I I make jo- I make fun of a lot of theater. I make fun of it a lot of time. I, I disrespect I, I disrespect theater all the time. But I but there is good theater. There is good plays and I'll do it because I love acting. But ultimately, man, for me, it's just always been, uh, I act because I want to be, I want to work on films and I write because I want to write films and yeah. I did wrote comedy because I wanted to write jokes for films. I mean, ultimately everything has always led to films and, you know, aside from a few other uh, little things I've, I got interests. I have my interests like begin and end with movies. If I'm reading a book, it's an autobiography of an actor or it's a, 
something about movies. If I'm watching a documentary, it's usually about a musician or of uh, somebody involved in film. I mean, yeah. the you know the obs- the word obsession is very apt for yeah. you know, and it's like I have all this knowledge. That everyone always jokes about you know, like I can reference movies and off the top of my head and all the dates. And it's not like I tried to do that. It's just over my life. I watched and watched and watched and watched. And I had this movie book that I got every year starting in 1988. Every Christmas I got the next edition, the video and DVD or was it DVD then video and movie guide by Mick Martin and Marsha Porter, which they don't make them anymore. And I would just sit there and read it like a chapter book. And it was just alphabetical uh, synopsis of movies with stars. You know, the stars are a turkey or threes. And I would just read it cover to cover. Yeah. And they would fall. Everyone would make jokes. My family would be because they would, it would fall, literally fall apart. And then next Christmas roll around, I get the new edition. And I would just read it, read it, read it all year long until it fell apart. And that went on until about two years ago. I mean, yeah. it's still, it became, even though with the internet, it was more became like a traditional thing. At Christmas, Ryan got some sort of movie guide and I would just still read it. I yeah. still just read, I just pick it up and start reading synopsis of movies and thinking, oh, I should see that. Or, oh, this guy, oh, I know that name. And then I'll find out, oh, this guy directed this and this guy directed this. And it just becomes this like web. And then I want to see all those films. Yeah. And I just have like this sort of like encyclopedic knowledge. I, I can't remember a lot of math. I was never good at geometry. <laughs> I was never good at history, but I can remember who is the DP on this movie from this Italian shit from 1964. I'll just remember it if I see it once. It's yeah. weird. I don't know why, but. Well, you you went to Columbia, correct? Yeah, yeah. And so, um, what what when? Oh, like we don't we don't want to give that information. I don't care out. at this point. Well, the last podcast we let the camera. Well, I mean, bags. was it in the nineties or the two thousands? It was in two thousands. Okay, I went, it was two thousand six, two thousand six and two thousand seven. Okay, so what what was the intent in going to to Columbia, and what did you do after Columbia? Um, the whole reason. I didn't like because of the explosion of uh, the new American independent cinema in the nineties, stuff like, you know, Goodwill hunting and Fargo and sex lives and videotape and all those sort of films. I really started to, uh, again, really pretty much before internet was regularly, I was reading a lot of magazines, film threat magazine and all this stuff about doing movies yourself independent. I was really into that idea. The idea of you don't need film school, the Tarantino way and the Kevin Smith way. I mean, those guys were my heroes. Yeah. I was like, you, and, and all these horror filmmakers like Sam Raimi, this idea that you, you don't need, the only thing you need, you need investors, you know, and in those days, you know, you're shooting on film. And so I never intended to go to film school. I intended on just, I had my initial plan was I was going to work in radio because I, that was another thing I kind of got obsessed with in high school was a couple of radio stations I listened to. And then I did right out of high school from age 16 up through 21, I was working at radio stations. And, but when I really decided, I was like, I need to some sort of, I need to go learn something. I don't know how to do any of this. I don't know how to use film cameras, Yeah, you know, and I wanted to, the idea was I was going to direct and act and, you know, that was the, the concept. So the idea of going to film school just seemed, yeah. and I was on an early internet forum, probably year 2000 and Trent Hagee, who is a trauma regular, um, I had never heard of him at the time. But he talked about a school college, uh, 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 film school he went to, and he said it was in Chicago. And I looked up Columbia College, and I was like, "Okay, that's the one I want to go to." Yeah. But then it was the reality of how am I going to get that cash, you know? And so, went to the community college, got my gen eds out of the way, and then it was just like trying every yeah. year or every six months something would happen. It's like I guess I'm not moving up and going to school. But eventually the stars aligned. I got the loans I needed, a huge amount of loans, moved to the city, started going to Columbia with the idea of. I'm going to learn how to make movies there. I'm going to, more importantly, build this film army I was talking about. Yes. And I thought, you know, okay, it's perfect because I'm going to be in film classes with directors, but I'm also an actor. So therefore, 
I'm going to get to know them on a director level and, or, and, yeah. and, but I'm also an actor they can trust. So I'll be in all their movies. And that did pretty much happen. I was in tons of student films yeah. and then that's what led to this other project I'm working on. It's a kid that I met at Columbia, a guy, Christopher Schrader, and was in his first movie out of school. A couple of years later, he made next movie called me up and now this other thing. So it, I'm, I don't regret going. Um, but I didn't, it, what I wanted out of it, which was basically the, a lot of connections. Yeah. Um, I didn't, it didn't, I didn't, I didn't get that. It was just not that kind of, plus yeah. I wasn't living on any sort of campus. I had my own little apartment. And so it was just sort of, and plus, you know, I was working full time too, as going to school there. It just, I didn't get that sort of camaraderie yeah. that I, that I would hope to get. And so then when the money ran out, it was like, Oh, do I get another $30,000 loan? And all my, the friends I had made there who were graduating were like, no, man, stick, just, just start making the movies instead. Yeah. And, you know, unless you want the degree for, you know, cause you went through and I would like to someday get my degree, you know, um, just because I've, it wouldn't be in film, but be in something probably related, something yeah. arts related someday. But, um, so then I just, um, I just quit going to Columbia. I just started working full-time job and working on projects. And I worked on a few things. I did this one feature and I don't, I've done short films, but um, it wasn't until I moved back to the area, 2013 or 14, um, cause I just couldn't live in Chicago anymore. I just, uh, ugh, not a big fan. I don't blame and you. <laughs> I, I just, I just, yeah, I'm not, a, yeah, I'm just not a big fan of the city. And I wasn't, I wasn't getting anything out of it. Yeah. I was working all the time, full time just to live there. And there, and anytime there was a project, I couldn't do it cause it yeah. wasn't time or, you know, and, and so the, the funny thing about it, I don't know if you want to call it irony or ironic or whatever, but it's uh, since I've been back, I've done more acting and worked on more projects either in this area or now I'm commuting. It's just like, the, it's like I moved here and then all of a sudden I'm getting calls from people. And then, and, and so I'm driving up there and shooting things or something like this is happening and, or I'm doing plays at two twelve. you know, yeah. done like four plays and four or five plays in two years. So it's like, it's weird. I'm now I'm back in the area. I'm doing more creative endeavors now than I have probably since that first year at Columbia. Yeah. So, well, and I, I think what, one of the best things about being from here, so we're, we're roughly an hour and a half, uh, two hours South of Chicago, South, uh, West of Chicago, um, in the South County. And like, uh, I can, I can afford my mortgage, you know, I can afford to live on my own and I can, um, afford to make movies all at the same time. Mm -hmm. I, and yeah. I, I'm assuming that cause like, I know a lot of people from Chicago and even like people that I just met on projects that I just kind of browse on Facebook every now and again, it seems like they make something so sporadically and I don't, I don't understand it. And, and, and if you actually think about it, it's probably financially more than anything else. It is. You just it can't is. afford it. And it's like, everybody's trying to do it. So it's like, you, you're, you're fighting with people that you don't even know. Mm -hmm. You don't even see them. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it, it, it's, it, and it's a struggle. And it's like, not to, not to say that we have it easy down here, but it's like, that's definitely a reason why I get to, yeah. you, you know, I can afford to, yeah, absolutely. Whatever, like go into debt for these things. Yeah. yeah. It's cause I, I, I know that I have some safety nets and and i can at least afford a general yeah. living you know and, and getting from point a to b is a lot simpler exactly you don't have to plan out with the l and the bus and i mean yeah. it would take me an hour and a half just to get downtown to work yeah so on top and of the eight hours so it's like man your day's like 12 hours right there every single day so where yeah. are you supposed to get time to rehearse for a play or where exactly. are you supposed to get time and that was just the reality of it and I, it was just very depressed um I, I was there for years and i was just very depressed all the time because it's like I'm the whole point of 
getting here was but there was supposed to be more opportunity there were supposed to be things and i'm working and there is opportunity but i'm working so much where, where the hell am i gonna get a chance to do it yeah and it was just i was just always down in dumps about it. i always felt like i was wasting away creatively and you know so the, it was it was sort of a necessity to move to move out of there but now it turns out it was probably one of the best decisions i've done in a long time yeah is, is moving out moving you know out of the out of there and so like i said now i'm <clears throat> doing all kinds of creative things and yeah. it's really oh it's really kick-started you know that that fire that i had it had started to go down in, in like 2011 and 12 it started to die a little bit and well it's my it, it's my <laughs> hope that like the intention behind all this stuff is that at some point we we would like to have regular content come out of hometown hero or whatever you know whatever whatever people think of us as whether if we're still just you know tyler and his band of idiots or fish sticks and milk, as we get called all the time, because that was our old nonprofit. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. all anybody knows us as. Whatever people consider us as, as long as we keep creating things and people are paying attention to yeah. us, you know. Well, I guess whether they're paying attention to us or not, it's I guess the people who do follow us and care continue to enjoy our content. That's yeah. all that matters to me. But the idea is that at some point, other people will come in and and start making things, not so we can profit off of it, but just so that it's just like we can provide something to them mm-hmm. so that they can make their things. I, like you're the first person I really feel like who could maybe eventually make that happen. I, I, I would have, love for you to bring something. I have some short film uh, ideas. I don't have yeah. any feature ideas, but I do have some shorts. Oh, trust ten, me. Ten shorts minutes. are easier to make. Yeah, I have some <laughs> I have some 10-minute things that could be shot like in a weekend Yeah, that you know, could just be thrown right on youtube and yeah. boom watch it like it send it whatever you know it's and just as a content yeah creator and, and that and that like that's what i, I just want to I, I like to make things i just like to make things i like to see things happen whether they're my own thing or somebody else's and and it is harder to make other people's stuff it really mm-hmm. is so yeah. it's like i'm amazed that i can get 30 some odd people to come help me make you know i i don't like to call it my thing but it's like you know it's a it's a story that i i i, I primarily wrote yeah. along with my cousin yeah and so it's like i'm fascinated by that yeah. because i don't think that i have that energy to do it and once once you make something big for yourself it's kind of hard to yeah. focus on somebody else's stuff just because one you're probably drained but also it's like not that i i just like creative control mm-hmm. i really I do. understand that 100%. and and that fuels my yeah. energy to make things and whatever but it's like it, I'm I'm getting to that point where it's like I've kind of done enough mm-hmm. where it's like I I would like to hold the camera for somebody else yeah because like I had like I didn't go I didn't go to school and so and I'm glad I didn't go to school no, but you you don't that's the thing is with technology you can you're the stuff you're using you can just learn on your own I mean, exactly. trial and error if you and, can and, get your hands on it that's that's the great thing and about I hate this the classroom time. I hate the classroom it, yeah. it wouldn't even matter if it was something I was gen- if it was if it was a class about. Uh, uh, making money and getting laid, I still wouldn't pay attention. Um, <laughs> Joe is grinning from ear to ear. Yeah, and so like I, I just need to do it, and it's like I, that's why it takes. It took me longer. Like yeah. I didn't just start doing this, really get into this stuff until I was twenty six, twenty seven, mm-hmm. and it's like, but I'm glad I did it that way because mm-hmm. it just works for me. Yeah, I'm sorry, I just drank this sparkling tea thing, and it's like making me burp constantly. But anyways, um, it on Joe, it's um, giving you indigestion to sit next to you. I, I like at some point we definitely need to talk and, and start I, and start bringing some ideas to fruition. Yeah, I would love to do that. I have a couple of things right now. I mean, I would have to do a little rewriting because some of the yeah. jokes are, are stale. There's some timely jokes in it, yeah. um, and now it's like eh, it would be a dated joke. Is that you know? But yeah, and there's one setting. Um, they were written initially for the stage, but it's like one setting. So yeah, yeah. It, it could no. There's no special effects. It's yeah. just it's it's. You could even just call it more of a sketch than a film, but it does yeah. have a beginning, middle, end, so I consider it a film. But, the, but if you fucking finish it, yeah. the number of people, and, and it's because of what we're doing in the medium we're working with, but the number of people who 
who are involved or who aren't involved that come up to me with their ideas and all this stuff and da 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 and then it's like you start calling on them and it's like well uh, I don't know and, and then just nothing ever happens whether they're they're just not confident in their material not mm-hmm. confident in themselves they don't have the funds to make it happen but there's too many people saying that for me it's driving me nuts like yeah. I just I want I desperately want to see somebody else do something please yeah well don't have to worry about me anytime I get the opportunity I'm gonna I'm going to jump at it. That's one thing I, I that's one th- strength of mine is always, I've always think is I don't, not that I don't procrastinate, but I've always, I rarely say no to anything that's, I think is going to be really cool. Yeah. You know, and, and it's like, even now people, I've had a couple of people come to me about, oh, what are you doing in the fall? Are you going to be available for this and this and this? And I'm thinking, oh, it's hard for me to be like, nah, I don't think I want to do that. I just think, well, maybe I could do that. I'm trying, yeah. and my brain starts thinking how I can make that work because I don't want, I want to be involved in this stuff. I mean, what else am I going to do? Watch, go watch TV. I mean, yeah. what, you know, this is what fuels me when and I had a yeah. couple, I had multiple years of not being able to do anything where yeah. that was, I went to work and I came home. I went to work and I came home, you yeah. know, and I don't want that ever again. So, oh, and, and you can make it work. Yeah. You really can. I mean, you might lose some hair like me. You yeah, might gain right. some weight like me, a lot of weight like me. I'm hoping I go the other way. I hope that, uh, that I just yeah, get some stress. Gain some hair and lose some weight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'll gain any hair, but I'm trying to lose the weight. I'm trying to lose the weight. But it's it, it you can do it. It's just you, you've you really got to dig for it. And the, this isn't this isn't me like trying to toot my own iron horn or anything like that. But it's like you can do it. I just want people to know that you can Absolutely. do it. Yeah. There's too many people out there that say you can't. What's the point? Don't. And like I, I think I brought this up before in the podcast, but there's this – I can't remember what it's from, but I'm pretty sure Kevin Smith was the one that that said it. Um, but a big thing for him is like, don't ask why, ask why not. Exactly. And because like that's what all I kept hearing at the beginning of of of, of my projects or the projects I worked with other people is people on the outside are asking why the fuck are you doing it. Mm-hmm. Who's it for? And then the people that I brought on being like, why? Why are we going to do this? Why is that joke in here? Why Why? Why do you have to, to break this to make something funnier or something like that? Like, da-da-da. It's like, yeah. stop. Like, why don't you let me explain it, you yeah. asshole? Yeah. Oh, I get fired up just thinking about it. Yeah. Well, a lot of times in those cases, those are the wrong people. Absolutely. They, they don't understand the point. They don't understand. If they've yeah. never done something like this, and whether it's making a movie or writing a song or doing something creative because they they don't know anything else this is what they do. This is what they're for. They're not going to understand that drive and that upset. It's different. It, the, the, the drive to do these sort of things is different than the drive to do any sort of other career path. You know, you can be passionate about medicine. You can be passionate about being an accountant, but it's, there's and, a, you, and you can make money. Yeah, yeah, you can do a lot doing of, that. But there's a different sort of, it's almost like a compulsion. It's like this, this idea that if you don't do it, you're worthless. Yeah. There is, for me, there is nothing else. You know, I will either do it or I will die trying. There will never be a point, and this has frustrated many people in my life, but there will never be a point where I throw my hands up and say, oh, well, I tried. No. My hands will be frozen in my dead corpse, and then someone can say, hey, he tried. Yeah. That's what it'll be. My my last breath, you know, if I die giving it, you know, because if it it works out, man, the world's your oyster. If it doesn't work out, you're dead. So who cares? I mean, if you you give up, you'll never do it, and, uh, you know... Sometimes I feel more like a like a coach, like a baseball coach, and some of my analogies and some of my approach to things, just attacking things and manning up. Yeah, and, hit the grand slam. But you know, I, I do. I feel Toes that on way. the line. I, yeah, I feel that way, and that's why I do what it takes. And you know, I used to have this when I was 19 years old, and I was living in Davenport and doing radio. I, I was still it was funny because I was doing radio, but every time anyone asked me, "What you? Oh yeah, what do you want to do with radio?" I was like, "I don't want to do radio. I want to make movies." Yeah. Even then, I was in one career field that was hard enough to get into. Um, and I was already, I was like, no. And so my room was covered in posters and things that cut out of entertainment weekly. And there was this one thing I had cut out 
And um, it was a picture of Vin Diesel. Now, this is before Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. This is before any of the Fast Furious or Riddick. This is, I didn't even know who the guy was, but it was a picture of And at that time, now I know in retrospect, it's because he had made two low-budget films, Multifacial and another one called... Uh, I can't think of the name right now. And he was actually... They're really good. They're on YouTube. Um, and it was just a picture of him, and it said, independent filmmaking, whatever it takes. And I was just like, that guy, he had muscles. I was like, that guy looks cool. Yeah. I, he makes him, he's made enough movies that he's, he's Ryan, like, you look almost you know. exactly like Vin Diesel. And that's right why now, I'm man. saying I've been working at it. I've, my hair is, I'm shaving my head now. I've, yeah. and, but I was always love that, that, that phrase and that idea. And, you know, and maybe it's pretentious or maybe it's not, but I felt proud of that kind of concept of, yeah. you know, whatever it takes. And even at Columbia, when I made my shorts, I kind of took that attitude because yeah. I was told, oh, you, I remember for my last film at that school, I gave the teacher my shot list and it was like 82 shots. Yeah. And I only had one day in six worlds of film. And teacher's like, you can't do, you can't even do half that. I was like, eh, I'll, f- I'll figure it out. Yeah. And we didn't do quite 82 shots. I did like 70 something because I had to cut out a lot because we ran out of time, you know, but still yeah. I was very proud of the fact that, you know, here I am and I had, and I shot it in Oglesby. I shot it with Sean. I shot it with friends. I shot it with Pete, random people from the night street pub showed up to be background extras. I got the owner of the night street pub to walk in. I mean, I felt really proud because it was, I was like, I'm going to make this work, whatever. You know, I, it's, it's a ridiculous story. It's a ridiculous concept. I don't have very much film. Uh, I don't know if I can pull it off, but and, and that's just the, do it. And that's know? a big part of it. I think is that like people look for like pride or being proud of themselves in the wrong places. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people would expect it to be a, like a, a theater full of people standing and, and clapping for their thing, their product at a festival or some shit mm-hmm. like that. And it's all about perspective. It's yeah. like you, you have to put it in the right perspective because like, like you were just saying, like for me, the proudest moment um, of River City Panic was the fact that it got done mm-hmm. like because it was like that was a ton of logistics and I did all that yeah. on my own. Yeah. On my own. I am. I, I will toot my horn till the end of time. Yeah. That was a huge feat. Yeah. And, and, huge. and I didn't have I didn't have Rebecca who, who ended up like helping. Um, uh, she, she helped manage that one, but like produce the second mm-hmm. one. Um like uh, until like two weeks before filming, but by then everything had been taken care of, and it was just like making sure that everything was all the ducks were in the row. But I had the ducks; mm. I had corralled them together, yeah. and for the most part, they weren't killing each other. Um, but it's like that, and that's what I think stops so many people. It stops them from creating. Is they just they, they their frame of reference is not in the right place, and, and it feels too big. And they don't have the also they just don't have yeah the true passion isn't there. Like it's that whole thing that they 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 say is. When the, the true test of what you want to do something, can you think of anything else in the world that you would be happy doing? And you say no. Uh, <laughs> Nick's um, uh, is that an alarm? Is pizza ready? No, I, I wish. <laughs> um, Joe's got the. <laughs> I got the drill out again. Sorry. <laughs> why, why? Why can't I think of? Oh, um, air compressor. Oh, yeah. okay. Air okay. compressor for this is a little painting. Oh, stuff. nice. But well, yeah, it's that phrase. If if you can think of anything else you want to do that'll bring you the same sort of joy, then do that instead because yeah. it's so hard. But if you can't, then just press on. And I've always, I'm that guy. I just, for better or for worse, I, it's older I get. Maybe it's for the worse. But man, well, that's this this is it for me. So well, on this film, two two of the things that are really I'm finding my pride in or whatever is definitely been Nick's output. Um, yeah, this stuff is and it, and and forgetting all the the pressure. And time constraints and all that that bullshit. It's it's like the uh, so there there there's a, a frog. There's a there's a little frog. There's a joke at the end of the movie <laughs> that I honestly didn't think would get put in there because it, and it, it's it's the Joe behind the tree thing. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. My favorite joke. And it, and it's it's like you would be, you'd be the guy to get it, but it's like it, most people think it will just confuse them. I think it's hilarious, <laughs> and and it's and it's a rather intricate thing that that is it's it's five seconds, five ten seconds. And it does of it. say a lot about his character. It does. It really does. And. 
And I was like, I was like, you know, of course, Nick had a lot of questions about that. And like, you know, it's like, this is not going to be on the top of my list. Mm-hmm. Well, as of today, it's, it's, it's fairly well finished and it he looks put, and so he put a good. decent coat of blood on there. It is, it is, pro- it's, it's, it's fucking beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's so good. Uh, and he's, oh, don't give me, don't give me those Cosby eyes. No, it really, it really is. And it's almost like, oh, I wish now it had a bigger part because oh. it's such a good looking well, effect that it's like, oh man, it's I'm only going to be on I'm screen. I'm making name tags for everybody okay. um, um, as well as a crew pass, but I'm making, making name tags and it's like, it needs an image on here. And I'm like, Brian, I need, I need you to do like all the art he did for Grace's room. Mm-hmm. I need you to do one of those for, for this thing in particular. So now, now there's a reoccurring theme yeah. of uh, what it is. I, I don't want to give it away. It, no, no, no. Really it's too joke. good of a joke. And those, I know there are some people now that are listening that have nothing to do with the project that are. Yeah. And I, they're they're gung ho, and so I want, yeah, trust save, save us, some surprises. trust stuff. There's some really good jokes, and I won't say this lightly because I watch fucking everything that comes on the pike, and I'll say something that's not cool or not funny. Yeah. I don't care. I make fun of Stanley Kubrick. I don't give a shit what ah, the consensus is. Shit. Yeah, um, but but half of that's fake. But there are so many really good jokes in this movie that try, it's it's people are, are going to dig it. Well, and the and the other thing that gets me, I, I feel a lot of pride in is 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 um as far as the, everybody involved in the project for a lot of the cast members it's the excitement because we have a lot of fir- sort of first timers because like there's Devin and Lisa and then for me like you're kind of a first timer for, oh, yeah. for us just yeah. because it's like you were in a, you were in the last project but like this is like a big yeah, thing that was and, just a little thing and, I and and even Sean, like Sean has is probably been the least involved out of all the actors, mainly because he's he's working two jobs. Yeah, yeah. He's and he's, he's still he's still on. trying to do his own endeavors. He's very musically inclined. Oh yeah. But like every time I see him, all he does is apologize. I'm so sorry. I'm yeah. so sorry. I, I I don't think that this has any, any inclination of how I feel about the project. And it's like, dude, I know. Yeah. Like I know. Like and this is like we're we live in the valley, you know, like we we have to make a living. Like yeah. I am not bothered. I yeah. know you'll show up and you'll know your lines. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I you know, that's one of the things I've said for years about sean walsh is you know i've known the guy 14 years or whatever and i've done a lot of projects with him and he's still the most talented person overall yeah i mean the guy can act he can do well, comedy we went shopping his music yesterday. holy shit i mean and we went shopping yesterday and and all you could do was compliment him especially about like that like the, i've heard the story three times now from you <laughs> about about this the, this uh this improv session where that shit still boggles my mind because it was <laughs> so impressive to this day i cannot yeah. i don't know that was i think the moment i was like this dude is Probably the most talented person I'll ever meet. Oh, know, and he, he, he's incredibly nice and, he, yeah. and, and and humble, and it's but it's just like there's a lot of people like that this time around, and 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 really any I'm not worried about bad eggs anymore on this project. I'm not worried about bad eggs. I'm worried about eggs that that might crack under the pressure, um, but I. I want everybody to know. I mean, even though they're not going to listen to this, this is coming out well after we finish yeah. filming. But I, I was, want. Ev- I'm sorry about Joe. I'm sorry about that thing with the cucumber that he exactly. did. That was really rude. Yeah, he tried to bring that joke back from University <laughs> Panic, and he he forced it in you too hard. <laughs> but I want everybody to know, going into this project that's involved in it, that I am so proud of you. I'm so thankful for you, and that regardless of what happens between now and filming. Um, that and if and if I haven't apologized, and I definitely need to, or or if you need to apologize to me. I accept it. <laughs> <laughs> he already accepted it. Yeah, but it's. I'm just. I can't wait. I, yeah, me I, too, man. And this is like, we would never have talked like this on on Grace from River City Panic. Yeah, it's and it's like and you. I like yeah. again. It's 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 partially you. It's like it, well, I, I appreciate. I, I think that. that's I what feel good about that. That I've been able to add something other than just being an, an actor. You know, because I want to be involved. Yeah. I don't want to take over. I don't want to be in charge of anything that's on somebody else's projects, but I like being involved. I like doing these podcasts. I like coming to these meetings. I like doing anything I can on social media to pimp it out. I, you know, I'm, I like to be involved in any way uh, I can. Yeah. So, 
Well, you're doing a great job, man. Well, thank you. Thank you're you. You're doing a great job. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't. Do you have any final thoughts? Do you do you what 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 are you? How are you feeling go, being eight days away? Anything? Um, I'm feeling really good. Um, my only qualm is a personal one. I wanted to lose more weight before we started. I, I've lost half of what I wanted. So I'm feeling a little bit better. I'm trying to lose these Chicago pounds, I call them. It's the pizza place being open at four in the morning and me hating life and yeah. uh, weight that I call it, you know. So, you know, um, and that's what I'm self-conscious about. And as an actor, that's that's the death knell. You can't be self-conscious, self-conscious about your appearance yeah. because your, your body is your instrument, your face is your instrument. If you're too worried about the angles, and which I, have, I often do, I don't say anything usually, but in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, fuck, this is going to look terrible. So that my only qualm is a is a vanity qualm, I guess. But um, although I'm feeling better better about it, but well, uh, if it means anything to you, you definitely look like you've lost weight. I mean, not as a reference point, not like oh, he looks like he lost a lot of weight. No, I haven't been able. It's about fifteen. I'm about fifteen pounds. Yeah. I was going for thirty. Uh, you look great, man. I still really. got another week. So don't don't, we'll don't see. and don't stress yourself out about it. Really, you look great. Well, thank you. And we went shopping yesterday. You yes, look, we you did. Look, we got our costumes. Good. You look good in the outfit. Yeah, I think it looks pretty decent. Uh, um, no, Cover, I, covers I, my ro- covers my my some of my love handles a little bit because it's an open shirt, so I like that. But, but at the very <laughs> at the very least, it's gonna make you it's gonna make you look light the way that Mason picks you up. Oh hell yeah, he's uh, gonna be throw me like a rag. Oh shit, like he is gonna hoist you up, yeah. man. I'm not even joking. <laughs> I'm excited I really want him. There's that there's a moment where Ryan is supposed to get. Originally, I was like, I was like a scruff of the neck style thing, but I really think he's just got to go over the head. And just, I'm all for it, man. And then Sean comes in and he just dumps you. Just like, <laughs> we'll figure it out. I don't care. Well, we'll, like I said, if I don't break something that, as we'll, long as I don't break we'll anything, have a, we'll I'm have good. a mattress. We'll I'm have good. a mattress. But yeah, my final thoughts really are just I'm uh, I'm excited to do it. I'm working on getting the lines, um, you know, uh, which I I'm feeling pretty confident about that at this point. It, it's there's little things. It's the action beat lines where there's no. Uh, not to sound too actorly, if you will, but there's no motivation for some of the lines because they're action beats, yeah. like you asshole or something like that. Yeah. Um, and so the, to memorize it, that's more difficult. It's easy for me to memorize uh, conversations yeah. because this leads to this, et cetera, et cetera. But non sequitur stuff is o- always in my life, even in plays, have always yeah. been the my stick. I'm like, oh, I've you know, I would have to do other things, but we're yeah. going to be cutting on most of that anyway. So no. I'm I'm feeling pretty confident about it. I'm excited. I'm ready to roll. Um, you know, I do feel like it's going to be a vacation. I'm just excited to be on the set watching people have stress. I don't want people to have stress. I'm not saying I'm looking for, but I'm looking forward just to watch the prize. Well, the euphoria, you know, the euphoria from solving those problems on set yeah. is immense. It's yeah. great. It really does feel good, especially when you can find a solution to something that everybody is at least partially happy with or, or, or it works for them. And that's tough. That's tough when you have a lot of creative oh, minds. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. there's, there's, there's so many people involved in this that, that 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 will see it and like that's what everybody everybody in this film is the type of person who would see this film from the paper. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that I know uh, in my life that are you know a lot of my family stuff like that who it's like if if, they, if you're given something they probably wouldn't be able to picture it they just wouldn't mm-hmm. understand yeah, it. Yeah, understand. But like everybody in the in, involved in this is like that. So if there's a way that we can solve problems and I'll and I'll be proud of them like that's oh, it's it's yeah. a great feeling. Yeah. Um, oh, perfect example. Um, on, uh, I don't, I'm surprised we didn't bring this up when Zach was on the podcast, but um, Zach um, Shaw, who is our cinematographer, on uh, the first film, he was just kind of a grip. Like, mm-hmm. we just kind of got to know him and whatever. And he brought on um, uh, Sean and Pavel. Um, uh, Sean, who is his um, camera assistant, and Pavel, who is playing um, one of the underlings in this film. Anyways, um, th- they came on, and um, they were just going to be there on, he- on set to help. Mm-hmm. They were just going to be there to help. Mm-hmm. First day of filming, River City Panic. Um, and. Sean Walsh was supposed to play 
uh, Sean Walsh and Egon Zunicat was supposed to play like a band of uh, like uh, goons that kind of take over like a small military outfit. Like they're the they're the people that aren't letting people leave town and all that stuff. It's, oh, it's the that, scene from River City Pink, the, barri- the barricade scene. Okay, you call yes, it. yes. Like. I didn't hear from him, didn't hear from him, didn't hear from him all day. Like, holy shit, holy shit. Ashley Keegan, who played um, Kennedy, um, she's kind of close to them because she did Stage 2-12. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, uh, like, he just sent me a Facebook message. He's he's not coming. They're not coming. And it's, this is like an hour away. Uh. <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm like, I turn Rebecca. I'm like, what the fuck do we do? Da, 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 da. And I see Zach and his buddies. I'm like, all right. I go up to them and I'm like, here's the script. Learn these lines because there's one guy that, that talked over everybody else. Yeah. Um, and, and and Maddie picked them up, took them to Walmart to get them outfits and and whatever. Yeah, that's and, terrific. And it, Zach showed up and just knocked it out yeah, of the park. Yeah. And it was like that was like it was the first fucking day of my first feature yeah. film, and I was like I I was embarrassed and like I, I I like how do you solve that fucking problem? How do you find an actor out of yeah. anywhere? Well. Luckily, like our crew is multi-talented. Yeah, yeah, they're um, willing to jump in front of the camera, make some faces. Yeah, say and, the lines, and it's like that. That that high. Oh, I rode that yeah. for as long as I could until I cried. Yeah, <laughs> later <laughs> later in the week. But um, it's like I'm looking. I'm kind of looking forward to things like that. Yeah. I I hope we don't have as many problems as we did on that first film. But I know that we everybody, you know, everybody will hopefully listen to each other. Like that's that's all I ask mm-hmm. of everybody if you're listening to this now and it's already too late. Yeah. Please listen Fuck to each to other. You that didn't listen and you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, and it's I definitely it gonna be Joe. <laughs> oh, that's why I'm looking at Joe. It's definitely gonna be Joe. Well I take pride in the fact that, you know, I've been told before on things that I've been the least problematic, if not no problem. so Hopefully, I there's no problems uh with my delivery of anything. No. But otherwise I'll be standing by quietly, no. not giving anybody a hard time. So and, Trevor and- won't have to yell no one's gonna have to yell me. I'll just be over here. Well, and the nice, the nice thing is, is, is for the first time I actually feel like I'll get to rehearse with you guys. I, I yeah, we're very, gonna do at least very, one more. Diversity yeah. Panic didn't barely rehearse with the actors at all in general. Grace's room got a little bit of time between scenes and stuff like that, but a lot of I was still solving a lot of logistical things. Mm-hmm. This time I actually feel like when they're setting up, I will be rehearsing with you guys, yeah. and that's what I'm most excited about because that's I know that's when we'll click. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that's when we'll click because like, the read-throughs haven't been fantastic, you know, to be honest, and it's a lot of it's just like, all right, let's get together, let's just read the pages, yeah. and it's like, yeah. oh, pages are still changing, um, actors are still changing. Yeah. It's like it's really hard to solidify that stuff, and I think once everybody gets on set, they'll feel it. And, yeah, it's it's a different yeah. thing. You're in the costume; it's on the day. The skies above you, you know. Hopefully people not are, raining. Hopefully not raining. I've been watching that. Eh, we'll, eh. It's get, it's getting better. It is, is it, getting better. I didn't look at it for two days because I got upset when I looked at it Tuesday. Yeah, I was like, ah, you're the only person doing that. I hope you know that. I'm doing that. I'm watching that. None of the actors are doing it. I'm sure most of the crew aren't even doing it. Like, I've been watching it. Yeah, I'm taking. I'm I'm paying attention to this. Yeah, you know. Well, I. I'll be honest. I, I felt Joe's eyes on the back of my head this entire oh, yeah. time. He's been staring at you, licking his lips. I, I don't get it. I think it's 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 just it's time to pass that buck. It's time to pass the buck. Okay. Uh, do you want to stay on, Tyler? Oh, you're asking me. Do I want to stay on? Aww. No, no. I'm I'm wondering. Are you going to stay on? Like, I don't know. oh, oh. Sorry. <laughs> is, is there a problem here? I know. I'm thinking it would be good to have a third mic. Just just a free empty mic, or to have me on? No, to have you on. Oh, okay. Yeah, so why don't, you, yeah. why don't you say, Tyler, you, I like you. You're very handsome. Okay, please yeah. stay on. Okay, yeah. Mr. Am, I, may you stay on, please. Oh, my God. Mr. Am is his father. I may. Okay. <laughs> Passing the buck with Joe Buck. Passing the buck with Joe Buck. We don't give a buck because we're passing the buck with Joe Buck. Bobo. Oh, ab- no, absolutely. 
Because, uh, I, I, okay, so... Joe, Joe, no, hold on. Joe is fascinated with radio shows, their yeah. hosts, and, and, and deplorable people they bring on. Yeah. yeah. And so that would not surprise me if Joe just started stealing bits from them. Well, the thing is... He, after don't the, don't you act like you don't know, Joe. This after the, the the podcast that's up that went up this week was with Trevor, and I was re-listening to it. And there's this whole part talking, yeah, the fat and sassy, and this whole part talking about Bobo. Yeah. And so I looked into it, and I found out it was an open. It's an open. Yeah, it's Opie and Anthony radio show sketch. Or, I or I bit. much prefer prefer uh, Ron and Fez over them nowadays, but yeah. Okay, but there's a guy on there who pukes a lot. He they said he has a a, a weak stomach. And I can't remember. E-Rock? Uh, he was either that guy or another guy named Bob. Oh, Bob Kelly. Yes, Bob Kelly. Because the sketch was Bobo came in and, and they were going to examine oh, yeah, yeah, his yeah, ass yeah. and his so balls. So this isn't even an original character you're doing, And that Joe. guy's puke no, sounded just like that. No, it sounds like you're an amalgamation of all the bad ones from other shows. Yeah. I don't think so. I think I've cracked. I think we've cracked the code of Joe Buck. No, because the Bob Kelly thing, he actually is thumbing up and but stuff. But the sound he makes, he's doing it right into the microphone. It's the same as your <laughs> stuff. I, it, I, Look at that face. It immediately. That's, that's the face I, of, uh, uh, you are caught, Joe. My antenna, my antenna went up immediately when I heard that. I was like, that's where Joe got it from the LP and Anthony show. I Shame don't, on no, you. No, I, because I just, I stopped listening to them uh, years ago. Well, they're not together anymore, are they? No, no they, that doesn't mean not. anything. The show dis- it disintegrated. Fucking Anthony- Led Zeppelin is getting sued right now, and Stairway <laughs> yeah. to Heaven came out like yeah. 40 years ago. Yeah. No, well, uh, Anthony got fired for making a racist comment, and Opie's like a, they call him fat tits now online. <laughs> you call yeah. him fat tits online. Yeah, I do. Yeah. All right, um, put your headphones on. You're fucking yeah. with all this shit. No. Yeah, they, yeah you're making I my earphone go on. I only got one ear that works. That's your fault, Joe. Okay, oh, there we wait. go. Now I can hear. Oh, you're yeah, that was mine. Can you hear now? Uh, no. Oh, my gosh. His is the red one. Mine's the pink one. Yeah, but for some reason. Oh, they're connected. Because, yeah, this is going in and out. Now it's gone completely. Can You still can't hear? No, I don't have no. any now. <laughs> I blame this Joe. Gonna, this is going to make any difference now. Look, done, look at all this goddamn dead air you're causing. Ah! Oh, here. Don't hey, listen, the... you guys. I can start crying. There we go. That's not well. No, I can't hear. We're going to hear so much crying from you next week. Oh, well, yeah, maybe. That's a question let I have. Know, let me know when you can hear. I can hear now, yeah. I can't. That's fine. You're, you're what do you mean you can't hear? I think you're lying. Yeah, uh, I can't. Uh, Joe. I'm telling you. The momentum... I don't know. Like, come it's, on. It's, it's it's definitely this thing down here. That's the problem. Yeah. But all right, if Joe, just don't be loud, Joe. Okay. I I can talk at like a reasonable volume. <laughs> well, oh, is that trouble. all we had to do? Is ask you this yeah. whole fucking yeah, time? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, I I can be calm and collected. So, Joe Buck, I wanted to ask this question right off the bat because otherwise I'll forget it. Okay. Um, and it's well, it's also for Tyler, right? More for Tyler. Thank you. Is the suit <laughs> is the bodysuit in now? Is that what's happened with that? No. All right. So this is post-filming, so I don't feel as bad. So in talking, we went over shot list the other day, or like last week, with uh, Zach and Nick. And the logistics of, of, of making Joe happy as far as him doing it both ways and still trying to get the effect across, it would be too messy and take too long to get the setups. So unfortunately, it will not go that way he will not be nude no he will not be nude unfortunately what we're going to what we are going to do though is we are going to go with the illusion of nudity <laughs> so essentially like what i would prefer to do actually joe is just if we could just wrap your torso in, in, a, in a towel saran wrap as opposed to doing like a t-shirt thing would yeah. that be easier it, it could, that way we can get it under the arms as opposed to like over the shoulder that way we can get the arms out and just do the full bit like this 
Well, we'll we'll give you we're gonna give you a tube top. Okay. All right. That way it'll, it's gonna cover all your stuff, and then we can lots of crawl like slimed up, like splat, splat, yeah. whatever. I want to help splat. And 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 the person who's killed in the room, he's gonna take their clothes. Is what we're gonna oh, okay. do. So it's it is rather unfortunate, but uh, it's Joe is unfortunately the person who's in control of his body from what I, the TV and Facebook, yeah, the media tells, and us. everybody keeps telling well, me. And the U.S. government. Yeah. I, but I just don't think they know who you are. Well, and if the they thing, did, Joe, they would know that we should have all control over yeah. you at all times. <laughs> I look forward to asking you what it was like pretending to be an actor when we're all done. Oh, okay. You know, what was it like pretending to be do my craft? Mm. Yeah. Because yeah. you're just a pretender now. You're not an actor. Nah. No. I don't know. All no. right. Bobo yeah. would do it. Uh, well, I'm sure he would, but he'd and you do steal it. Bobo's jokes, so yeah. No, well, I don't. Just, just, just wait until after, <laughs> after this after this movie comes out and whatever. And for some reason, somebody picks up Joe for a project, and all of a sudden he's just emulating you. He's, just, he's just going to act like Ryan Matthews Ziegler. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm the host. I'm the host of a podcast. Yeah. Hey guys. Hey, hey, shit, hey, shit, shit. Yeah, that's hey. pretty much everyone's impersonation of me is bad yeah. words and a gruff voice. Hey, did you guys see that seventies movie? I did. <laughs> wow. Wow, Joe. <laughs> That's half the battle right yeah. there is referencing something from the 70s. That's my favorite decade of film. I so. know like a lot of 80s, but I'm not as familiar with the 70s. Well, you got to get down the 50s, 60s, and 30s if you're going to be emulating I know me, some boy. 60s. You're going to be talking about the inner sanctum mysteries with Lon Chaney Jr.? Mm. Yeah, you better know this kind of stuff. You're going to try and impersonate me. Yeah. You're going to talk about the, the virtues of John Agar? No, but I can okay. talk about how one time I beat off to the Passion of the Christ. <laughs> Jesus, Joe, come on. They're making a sequel to that now. You Good. Don't do that. Side note, because they're making a sequel, I got booed at a coffee open uh, a coffee house open mic at IVCC the week after Passion of the Christ came out because my comedy bit was the top five I said, oh, the movie's done so good. They're going to make a sequel. Here's the top five titles. And I remember one of them was Return of the Judai, uh, to Christ, to, or to Passion, to Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't even remember. I, there was three more, and I remember a couple of older women who go, ugh, ugh, boo, ugh. Mm. Doesn't it make you want to cry? They couldn't even boo? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even a boo, but it was like, it was like a, <laughs> uh, shaking her head, and, and, and then one of them said, doesn't it make you want to cry? And now here we are. Well, listen up, you old bag. They are Your making a sequel. Your hair makes cry. Yeah, that's true. Oh, God, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. But then now they are making a sequel, so. Yeah, exactly. See, well, it wasn't that ridiculous. No. A- anyways, uh, welcome to Pass the Buck. Get it introduced Ooh. six minutes in. Um, uh, I am your host only for this episode because we wanted. To, I wanted to interview Ryan. Yeah, um, ended up being a lot of uh, uh, ding dong stroking for each other, which was great. That's I, all right. I feel, we need I feel it. amazing, man. Yeah, we need it. We need um, it. We're about to enter. But anyways, I'm not. Even, I'm not even going to try. Enter the Twilight Zone. I'm not. Yeah. Even, I'm not even going to take the leash off of him. I'm going to shoot it off because I don't want to get close to him. <laughs> so <laughs> there's something on growing. Now on watch him. yourself. Yeah, watch yourself. Is that, is that too loud? Well, just watch yourself in general. Yeah. And oh. wash yourself as well. Oh, I don't like clothes. Well, I do like clothes. I don't okay. like cloth. Okay. Putting clothes on is not, is not the equivalent of washing yourself, Joe. Oh, and you okay. do like clothes because you want to wear them and, and ruin your funny joke in the movie. Yeah. So you do. You love clothes more than you love art. Now, now I, if, if we get Joe to a point where he will, he's willing to just do the nudity, yeah. I'm, I'm, we're back on. We yeah. are back on. So, what, what, mm-hmm. How many days in is uh, that? We are we're eight days till filming, and then it would be, oh shit, um, three or four. Um, no, oh, it's 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 four. Okay, it is definitely four. It's or, or no, it's Monday. It's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Monday, yeah. Monday night, four day four. Yeah, so so we got some time, and yeah. I'll bet you anything. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna let Mason know. 
<gasps> I'm going to fucking he's let him. Mason. And he, Mason is going to fucking destroy you, yeah. Joe. Mason's going to beat your so. ass. Yeah, hide your clothes. He's going to beat your ass so bad. Yeah. Dude. He's got big, strong arms, but he can't use them. Oh. I, oh, wow. What do you mean? He, yeah, that, he, he is a wrestler, playing. dude. He's, he can't be hitting people. He yes, can. he can. Yes, I, he I, can. I, I, I am going to pay him to hit you. This oh, is independent okay. film. Like this isn't union. Yeah. This is this is a bunch of crazies in a field with a camera. Yeah. Anything mm-hmm. is possible. You know uh, how Vincent Gallo, Gallo rolls. Anything yeah. is possible in indie yeah. film. Yeah, we gotta get like a pile of dead dogs and just light them yeah, on fire. Whatever. And I bet it would be your dream to die in a snuff film, anyways. Yeah, yeah I'd enjoy that. Oh yeah. Yeah. So let's let's end everybody's misery and I'll have a good time. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna start calling you Vic Morrow. Yeah, let me just say this: if I ever shoot myself, I will definitely film it. Oh, so you Joe. guys can enjoy that. <laughs> well, I hope, uh, Joe. I hope it's you already never been do. done. Again, he's stealing. That there's like four guys on the it'll internet. It'll be in HD. That. It'll be beautiful. Oh, um, you'll shit. see a nice wide shot of my body as I slap onto the floor. <laughs> my brains hit the wall. Joe, to to stop you from doing that. <laughs> Because I don't want you to do that ever, but to stop you from doing that, I promise you, if you do do that, I'm going to take that video, I'm going to crop it to 4.3, okay? <laughs> the worst aspect ratio. I am going to run it through a VCR, all right? And then I'm going to I'm going to project it way too big um, on the side on the, on the the side of a black building. What? You need white? Well, actually, that could give it a nice gothic look, like and then, a Batman and, cartoon. And yeah. then everyone that watches it's going to get a free copy of The Crow. And, mm. you, and you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to upload the audio to YouTube and then just keep uh, ripping it and uploading it, ripping and uploading it, ripping and uploading it, and then put it back on the video. Oh. <laughs> and then you'll just call it, like, old man farts to death. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to put it on a USB and stick it in my butt. Yeah. Well, no, I'll live stream it. Yeah. Uh, God, Anyways, how do we get Joe, this far? You've, you've spent – this is our 12th podcast. Yeah. you spent man. 12 episodes with Ryan. Yeah. Yeah, how We've grown closer? Yeah, we have very close. Like joined at the hip, I would say. Well, he gave me a whole like hour long dis- um, introduction to that magic shit he plays. Oh uh-huh. yeah, fucking I swear, yeah. don't you dare bring yeah. it up oh. this episode. Do what? not. No, no. So uh, he's I, he's letting I, me into his Ryan world. A question. Ask him yes. a question. So Ryan, did I show you my Eldrazi? No, for yet? fuck's sake! <laughs> <laughs> Do not talk about goddamn magic. I'm so sick of it. <laughs> Ask Ryan a, a, a movie related okay. prod yeah. thing question. Fuck. Ask him. Okay. So, Ryan, did you see that uh, movie where those two characters are playing magic? Because I really liked that one <laughs> guy's deck because it involved a lot of clue artifacts yeah. and sacrificing them to get more mana. Now, yeah, sure. Man, my mana? Actually, yeah. Ryan, did you see, um, in, speaking of independent film, there there is a movie. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to look it up. Um, but it's about this guy who him and his buddies like do like a D&D thing and like they bring on a new guy who's kind of a cool guy. Um, and I think like the Nerdist um, like uh, helped pr- produce it. Um, oh. Let me see, Nerdist gaming movie. I'm not sure. It was it was. Um, is it recent? So it's recent. If a Nerdist. Um, yes, it is. Oh God, come on, where is it? Zero Charisma or something like that. Yes. Okay, oh, I've heard yes. the title. Yes, it's 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 really good. And I've, yeah, but I've not it, seen it. Yeah, uh, I was really impressed with the the acting and everything. And it's yeah. it's a it's a fairly like contained story. I mean, it's just about this one guy who's you know struggles with you know uh, being social yeah. and all that crap. I mean, he's old, he's like around our age, but and then they bring on this new guy who's the cool guy, yeah. and like he just can't take it. And it's yeah. like I, I really enjoyed it. That's and cool. I'll it was a really good independent yeah. film. Yeah. Yes, I definitely oh, nice. suggest that. Yeah. So thanks for that. reminding me of that. Yeah, okay, cool. but don't fucking bring it up again. Yeah. Okay, Mister Director. You got it. Yeah. Beard in charge. That's yeah. right. Beard in don't charge. Don't hit me, please. Oh, I, there, I don't. I'm paying somebody to hit you. Oh yeah. Well, actually, like <laughs> we've, we've got like a scenes. thing going now where whenever Tyler gets upset on set, like I just kind of let him spit in my mouth. 
It's always with the spit in the mouth. It was funny at first. Come on. No. You're repeating yourself, man. He, he, I think he just wants somebody to spit in his mouth. We've yeah, cracked the yeah, shell of on, Joe. Bro. We've ruined Give me Joe. Give sweet, sweet survival. So, so if, if somebody actually takes him up on that, I, I, I bet you 100 bucks. Right it, it, it happens, and then he, he runs up to me and he says, Tyler, I need to go back to the shelter now. Because <laughs> we all know what Joe does in the shelter. Oh. Hey, take me back to the shelter. Yeah. Yeah. Real quick. Come on. Come on. I got to get in a couple sessions real quick. I'll be back in half an hour. Oh. Well, you, earlier today you were down here hanging out with me and Nick you're like I'm gonna go get a root beer we didn't see you for four hours <laughs> you do that all the time he came back yeah, he's all sweaty um, one time I was at a video game convention with Kyle and I said okay I'm gonna run upstairs and go grab my camera and then three hours later he came into the room because I had taken a nap yeah mm-hmm. well me, me and Nick me and Nick were downtown I left Nick in the car because I ran into my, my, my other office, my work office. I come back outside, and Joe's harassing him. Joe came out of nowhere. His, <laughs> his, his parents dropped him off at the fucking carnival downtown. They just want to get rid of him. Yeah, and then Joe was up making his way towards uh, Onet. We ran to my house to go look for – or my parents' house to go look for some stuff for the film. We get back, and Joe is, is, is just walk, – like he's walking, heading towards Onet. He's like a block away. And now – and, and in his hand, he somehow ended up with a fucking Star Wars uh, puzzle. <laughs> And yeah. then, and then we didn't even see him enter the building. And me and Nick snuck inside because we were worried that Joe was gonna. We, me and Nick walked to the end of the block, looked around, trying to find Joe because we thought he was gonna wait for us, like scared. Yeah, show I wanted to show you my new puzzle. Where yeah. did you get this puzzle? Um, used place here in town. You just decided to stop into a thrift store and buy a puzzle. Yeah, I sometimes. I bought things. puzzle from used place. Yeah, <laughs> I like puzzles. The Joe. I ate a piece, so now there's five pieces missing. The Joe Buckley mind is is. <laughs> I, something I don't want to open, but it's something I do want to open. It's, 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 like, the it's, like, Le- it's like the Leviathan. Yeah, it's like the it's like the the Hellraiser puzzle box. It's yeah, that's the, Levi- the Leviathan. Ex- except instead of like it's a little, the the Marchand configuration. Oh yeah, yeah, the, that's the, right. the, the, the no, Leviathan was that thing in part, yeah, that part was, two. Come on, yeah. Yeah. Joe. I actually today me and Nick were talking, and I I am getting to the point where I think I'm I'm gonna have to like at least make a short film about like like a horror film starring you. Could just like. You're just terrifying, if, especially from a distance. The oh. farther you are away from me, the scarier you are. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, you, have you heard of Slender Man? Yes. I'm, I'm kind of like that. <laughs> no, you're not. You're not at all. <laughs> not well. Both physically and <laughs> yeah. metaphorically. Maybe mentally. I, yeah. There's I'm a kind slender of, mind. But. No, no. I'm kind of like Rotund Man. Yeah. That's all yeah. the children call me. Look out. Here comes Rotund Man. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to get you. And you've got a belt that's just loaded with like a... Uh, 42 ounce drinks just spilling all over yourself. Yeah, I know. I've got eight hands and a like taco in each one. And he's got one of those little vials like you see in movies like Bright Lights Big City where they have the little vial with the thing you snort the Coke, yeah. except his has fun dip powder in it. Mm, yeah. I like fun dip. <laughs> Anyways, Joe, ask Ryan another question. Oh, okay. Ask him about himself. Oh, uh, come on. Give, um, give me some juice. So, how about them Knicks? I don't watch shit like that. Come on. Well, the one Nick that's around here yeah. is doing all right. Yeah, he's oh, doing. Uh, he's, he's fantastic. He's making some bits. Yeah, that'll be good. Um, so, like, you already talked about like how you kind of got into acting and yeah. stuff like that. Yes, I'm. I'm just making this up on the fly. I don't know what to ask. Uh, well, what, what the fuck? You, 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 I, no, okay, no, no, you, you, and, you and Ryan. This is our 12th past the buck. You, you talk yeah. to Ryan more than anybody else, for the yeah. most part, when we have meetings and yeah, things like that. You guys, cause, and you, you actually, you you have normal conversations with him. Yeah, off, but, the air, off, off the microphone, it's a normal conversation. We could, you and me could spend 12 <laughs> hours 
alone together and you would still be acting. You would not be normal. <laughs> I drive you home in the middle of the night and you're talking about your penis and cum and shit and, your, <laughs> and, 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 and all the words. And it's like, I just, Joe, can we, can you be normal for five minutes? And it's like, I, you're, I'm fine with you being weird, but give me five minutes where I can talk to a human being. Yeah. Otherwise, I think that I'm beginning to think that you're a figment of my imagination. <laughs> I am your Tyler Durden. No. This is all a dream. I'm pretty sure Joe imprinted on me when I first met him because, like I said in one of the other podcasts, yeah, yeah. Other, than Tyler, like Bird. other than Tyler, he was the first person of, of the entire crew of everybody here. Is, it, is that how you view Ryan? That I met. As yeah. a mama bird? And I just, yeah, I didn't he, know. Like, chew up, like, and that's why you want to yeah. spit in your that's mouth. That's why you always want to spit in the mouth. Yeah, I'm, I'm hungry, see? mama. I'm it's hungry. hungry. Oh, don't call me mama. If I'm your mama and, and, yeah, and yeah. Mason is your Drake's daddy. daddy. I, what is, I don't like that. Oh, Mason railed you, boy. Yeah. He's, yeah. Too, he's too strong. Um, anyways, Joe, ask him a question. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I... I'd uh, like to ask, like, what's your some of your favorite like modern horror films? Modern horror Good question. Yeah. Okay, um, I I really liked um, uh, House of the Devil. Oh, I heard really good things about that. You know, that is that it. is my favorite horror film, you by know, the way. I I liked. Um, I just picked up It Follows. I've not seen it, but there was a really nice steelbook for nine bucks, so I bought it, and I'll be watching that probably cool. tonight. Yeah. Um, I hear good things. Um, eh, it was a pretty steelbook. It was nine bucks, even if it, yeah, it's even if the movie sucks, yeah. it's a nice looking steelbook. I got an Ender's Game steelbook for Christ's sake, oh. so and I hated that movie, but it was a nice steelbook and it was cheap. But um, uh, let's see. Uh, there's I, I like what Mike Flanagan's movies. He did Absentia. He did uh, Hush. That oh, just came okay. out. That's really good. I just actually good. heard about that yesterday. Um, I really want to see it. Um, actually, I, I I do have a question for you. Um, what? Uh, oh, uh, is it um, is it Unfriended? Is, is that the, is that the Skype is, is that the Skype movie? Yeah, I've not seen that. Oh no, boy, I was no. really hoping you have. Is that doesn't it? look good. I oh no, it's it things. is it is is fucking atrocious. And I want I just want to know. I okay, what's what, of the like in the last five years, if possible, what's the worst horror movie you've seen? And not and not like worst due to production quality, but just your level of interest and just how awful it was. Because I'll tell you what, I am still disappointed in how much time and attention that Paranormal Activity got. Uh, I saw that movie I in the theaters. Was not scared. What, thought it was fucking laughable. I liked the first one. A yeah, lot. I oh my it. gosh, it was like a good low budget film. I thought, yeah, wow. I, I thought it was it was cool. Okay. I liked, uh, you know, I I I'm a person who kind of does like found footage. I will yeah, give them mind found footage because Ooh. Grave Encounters, which is a found footage movie in the last five years, I really liked. I didn't like yeah. the sequel so much, but I thought it it works for me. It's because I really tried. If I'm watching it in the dark in a room and there's nobody else, you know, an apartment or something. I like to give myself over to it, and I hope it freaks me out. A lot of them don't work, but I thought Paranormal Activity worked. Now, the sequels, that's another story. No, I haven't even watched the sequels. I'm I saw interested. all of those, but you I see, did. I, I'm just, I, I, no matter how well executed, I always just think that jump scares are cheap scares. I, I am I am more for the long con. I want yeah. the tension to build, and I want I want like a big release as yeah. opposed to just like lots of bleh, bleh. Well, yeah, I like, don't, like a Joe Buckley experience. You know, yeah, I don't like the jump cuts or the jump scares when there's nothing there, when it's a fake jump scare, like the neighbor knocks on the door. I, that's the one, cat one, jumps out of the fridge. One of the reasons I like James Wan's movies is he has the jump scares, but they are something. They're like, ah, and it actually was a creature there. So, so are, you, are you a fan? Of, because did he, do, is he like the Conjuring guy? I saw the Conjuring too. I liked it a lot. And, and now, they're, now they're doing a... They've done two, or they're going to do a second spinoff based off that series because they did supposedly the, the they are going to do that nun. There's no. a nun creature, ghost, or whatever that's a part yeah. of the story, and they are going to. Yeah. I really do do like James Wan stuff, and I do especially like The Conjuring. Um, one of the main reasons I really liked the sequel um, is the fact that not only does it it 
does the horror stuff. It does the scares, but it has real characters in it. Yeah. The Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga characters are awesome. I think they're great in Conjuring too because they feel like they're not just people there uh, to facilitate the story, but they are. They're a real. It feels like they're a real couple. There's more to that movie. It's it's almost like they're a team. I mean, they are a team, but it felt like a team. I mean, there was just something about the Conjuring too. I saw it last weekend. I just. I really walked out of it being yeah. like, you know what? That's cool. I stand by James Wan. And also the fact that a lot of the YouTubers I follow and that live in like Los Angeles, they go to conventions. They go to like this place called Dark Delicacies in Burbank where a lot of B-movie actors go and sign. And all the time, James Wan is in line waiting to get an autograph from some B-movie actor. Really? James well, Wan could call that guy yeah, and, and be like, and that guy him. will come to his house. I mean, he's James fucking Wan, but James Wan is still a fan of the movies. Now what... What blockbusters? Because is he is he the guy doing the Aquaman movie? Yes, that's his next movie. And then did he? More. What? Yeah. He walked out. He's not doing Aquaman. No. Oh, I didn't hear about what? that. What? When did that happen? Oh, pretty recently. Well, yeah, that's that would, yeah, that well, would. Yeah. Anyways, be. did he did he do one of the? I think he did a Saw. A saw yeah. was his brainchild. Okay, yeah. yeah. He made yeah, yeah Saw. Good one. Saw was a short film that he made in Australia with his friend and co-writer Lee Wannell. and then they made it got them the money to make the feature Saw. And then that exploded, you know, yeah. Yeah. and then they were producers and co-writers, I think on two and three. And then after that, I think it was a tenuous, it was more like executive producer no, type the of thing. No, other guy took it over. Um, the whole, guy who yeah, ended whole, up doing uh, The Collector. Yeah, yeah. Those Marcus Dunson over. and Patrick Melton came in. But but that's what made James Wan's fortune. But then he made Death Sentence, which was a vigilante movie oh, with Kevin did, Bacon. He did, he did Dead Furious Silence. 7. Yeah, that was his his first foray into... You know, big budget Hollywood filmmaking, and then of course, <laughs> it's such bad luck. You know, you're, you're going to make your big first big franchise movie, and you have the probably one of the worst things that could ever happen. Your star dies in the middle of the movie. I can't imagine the stress. I mean, I think that's probably why James Wan was like, "I'm going back to low budget horror after yeah, this experience yeah. for a while." Um, but well, yeah, I really, I've grown to really like what James Wan does. Yeah. You know, even though I didn't like the Saw movies, I do respect the first one. I like Dead Silence. For what it is, I really oh, like. Oh man, Death I Sentence. remember seeing that. Yeah. And yes, yes. That's... Insidious. I love that first one. I still really love. I've seen that one. I, yeah. rem- I remember the. Mar- I remember the marketing was was fairly interesting, but yeah. I just I really struggle with mainstream horror films. I really, it's really tough for me. Like the last the last time I saw a mainstream horror film in the theater, I think was when uh, we watched uh, Evil Dead. The Evil Dead. Um, uh, I liked that remake. Too. And yeah, um, if you're, I mean, it was 2013. Yeah. Um, Crimson Peak, we saw. That's not really horror. It's gothic. Oh, that's yeah. gothic yeah. horror. Yeah, that was last fall. Yeah. yeah, I had a good. I had a good time. Yeah. I mean, that that wouldn't say that was a great movie, but I had a good time watching it for yeah. sure. We oh, there were some great jokes we got we got from that. Goofing, goofing and gaffing. Yeah, you know, late at night when I worked. That. So yeah. yeah, that makes yeah. Any, that makes the shittiest. Movie but um, like I, Trevor, um, who we're talking to, for those that don't know, um, used to work at the theater in mm-hmm. here in town. And before he moved away to Florida um, years ago, we we watched the uh, Evil Dead. Um, is it a remake? Is that technically? It yes. was the remake, the 2013. Yeah. And um, yeah. it was like it was one of my favorite movie going experiences because well, one it was just us in the theater. It was way late in the night, and the sound was fucking yeah. loud. It was like when like especially like in the tense moments at the very end, it was like yeah, yeah. And it was like that's that's like that's how I always thought you're supposed to watch these things. Yeah. And even though I was incredibly agitated by a lot of the character choices, I still fairly enjoyed the yeah. the, the, the I, movie itself. I like it. I enjoy. I own it. You know, yeah. I watch it probably once every. And the copious amounts of blood are great. God, so I much blood. Of it. Yeah, you you boycotted it, Joe. Yeah, a single man boycott. 
I, how can you boycott it when, when all the creative people that made the original, this was their choice and their movie. I mean, they were Sam Raimi and Robert Taper, Bruce Campbell were heavily involved in this. They oversaw every bit of it. So if you look at it from that point of view, it's their next evil dead. So the same people, the same minds, you know, and I'm going to go so far as to say this. I was disappointed as hell with Ash versus the Evil Dead. I haven't even finished it. Yeah, I haven't it. seen it. And that's insane to me that you could tell me at some point. Now, I caught the first episode, and I was I was fairly impressed. Like, as far as, like, I mean, there was a couple of really disappointing CGI bits. But oh, for the yeah. most part, there was a lot of really, still really good practical effects, better than what I would see on a TV yeah. show. And so I thought, like, I, I never finished it because I just got busy. Yeah. But, like, I was really, I was really hopeful. I just maybe I'll go finish it again, but I just I don't know. No, I, I mean I I'm, I'm sure your assessment is fairly. I don't correct. know why though. It's I maybe you think I should like it, but I mean I find like I don't. Maybe it's just it. the long format. It's just it just doesn't suit it. Could be. Um, maybe it's older. I get. I'm finding that when it's funny you ask me about modern horror. I've I've almost like given up on a lot of modern horror yeah. as far because it's like all the indie stuff is the same. It's either ridiculous, over the top gore. And they're able to scrape enough money to get a Kane Hodder or Bill Mosley to show yeah, up, and they're just the they just phone stuff. it in. But Mosley's just making a paycheck, and I, and I, you know, he does his best, but it's not like he's, you know, excited about the project. Yeah. And or it's zombie stuff, and it's or it just looks really cheap, or it's well, maybe that's something we need to work you know, on is is working on a like a like a I'm not even going to dare to say an original idea, but um, some a new. A new breath of fresh air for I horror think, films. Yeah, something that's yeah. really and scary, that and that is a lo- Joe slow Buckley. burn. Yeah, that may be Joe Buckley. Something that is a slow burn, or well, you know, like the Ty West stuff. I thought the, the Sacrament. I mean, that's not I horror saw, per yeah, se, but, but right, that was horrifying, it. and so I consider that a yeah. horror film. So, you know, those guys. Uh, uh, you know, um, uh, you're next. Uh, yeah, I, didn't I see that one. I love, love, love that movie, and I just thought it was so cool. So that's the guys. There are some guys in horror today that are making some cool stuff that isn't just derivative, but it seems like indie horror now, right now, is just like you just go on Netflix and click on horror, and it's just well and, abysmal. And there's oh yeah, Netflix is oh, atrocious. And that's the indie horror scene right now. I I, don't, I think basically with the indie horror thing like if you don't watch everything like the cream does rise to the crop like there's been some really good stuff oh, oh, whoa Ooh, I've, I've, I've never heard that turn of phrase before joe could you say that for me one more time and he's not talking oh, about jism yeah yeah the cum rises to the oh, top so, whenever yeah. you jerk off but your you said the, the cream rises to the crop oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he turned into yeah, michael like, kane for a minute yeah oh god <laughs> I, I joe lives in the country so i just feel like somewhere there's a cornfield full that, of dead bodies not yeah sure that I wasn't even thinking oh, that but they're full of something yeah oh yeah but um Joe truly does have a horrifying mind yeah that most of what you're hearing on this podcast yeah, it's is not very very toned down it's yeah it, well that and it's not really an act um and I, <laughs> I I Joe I think that you have true horror inside of you and I I, I think that. You, we've got to find a way to bring that out. Yeah, I, I, what I'm picturing in my mind is something not necessarily as gory, but if you've ever seen the movie Maniac from 1980 with Joe Spinell. That's on my list. It's really good. Joe Spinell was a character actor. You've seen him in a million movies in the 70s. He was in Rocky, Godfather 1 and 2. Uh, just a very unique looking guy. And he made he wrote this movie Maniac for himself. And another guy directed it, William Lustig. And Tom Smith did the effects. And it's, it's considered nice. a grindhouse classic. Yeah, yeah um, I, I hear it's very, like very, gory, very dark. But it's... He himself is not is just a weird guy. He's yeah. you know, and there's we got that in spades. That's what I mean. I could see Joe be because he's an everyman type of guy, if you will. There's he could be incredibly horrifying if you shot it just right. A slow burn kind of um, uh, blue ruin type of 
you know, where so, it takes a while. So you keep the audience at the beginning. The audience is not sure if, cause he looks so sweet and he's that plump. Oh, I'm, I'm picturing Joe as like a bag boy at a grocery yeah. store or something like that. Yeah, I think I could make an extremely good serial killer. And both d- in film I don't and even real think life. serial killer though. Cause I think, no, you're not, you're I not think smart you, enough. maybe you're just some really creepy creature or something, but something that it, you don't find out until like the last 15 minutes of the movie. Starry eyes. There's another one that I thought a new yeah. horror movie that I thought was really badass. Um, speaking of last 15 minutes, because that movie goes off the fucking rails in the last 15 minutes, violence-wise. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's a really good horror movie, early yeah, horror mean, movie to check out. Let me out. tell you what I'd do if I was going to kill someone. No. Actually, you know what? Skip that bullshit. We're not going to yeah. listen to that crap. But <laughs> even though we're, we're already almost at like a half an hour, oh, okay. why don't you walk us through a horror film, an original yeah. horror film? Yeah. Okay. You do it right now. Like we're, me and Ryan are two yeah. two uh, executives. We want we, we were thinking about giving you money. We yeah. called a meeting, unfortunately. Oh, and the guy showed up late with like McDonald's wrappers glued to my back. We've got a hey kid. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> but pitch us it's pitch not a, glue. Pitch us your horror movie. Um, okay, if you it, it, are, uh, give us the I title. I have one. Give us the title at the end though, and then give me a. And, okay. and I well, want you to start off with with decent ones. I want you to start off with what apparently was what you have to do in all pitches now. What movie meets what movie? Yeah. That's oh. the first thing I want to know because if I don't like either movie, because when people talk ask to me about Butcher the Bakers, I say um, Hellraiser or Bill and Ted meets Hellraiser, and that's okay. a good way to start off. So, what is your movie? What have I? What, what movie is it? Tell me what um, I've seen. I'd say that this is probably a combination of American Psycho, good start meets. Let me think. American Beauty. It's like <laughs> <laughs> American movie. A good like slow burn character study. No, that's, that's a, I've never heard of a yeah, movie what's called that, Slow what's Burn that movie? Character. What movie made money that has a, that slow burn character? Oh, study? I don't know. Uh, fucking Jurassic Park Eight. <laughs> well, <laughs> that made money. As, as right? funny as that fucking is, Jurassic Joe's not. I ain't making the movie. Sorry, Joe. Uh, okay, it, it, well, as far as far as a, as far as a character study, I would say American movie because I do think that that is a character study. Side yeah. note about American movie. And I was going to send Please you. Do. I was going to send you a message. Um, I. Uh, uh, Mark Borchardt has some, it's, a, it's like two or three years old, but it's a video he has on YouTube and it's got his booking information. I, I would love to talk to him. And I think as far as I know, he probably still lives in Wisconsin. Yeah, I'm sure oh, he does. Yeah. Uh, so who knows what he would, his asking price is, if yeah. much, you know, I he mean, it's not Skittles. Like, Just you know, Skittles. but I'm saying his information that is there. And how badass, I... even if it was a, a, a promo for Butcher the Bakers or a that short let's film. Let's Getting Mark Borchardt to come on and be let's, like, "Hey, brother, uh, let's let's tackle you know, us. Let's yeah. do it." I saw yeah, that the sweet. other night. I was I was watching some videos of him, and it said for contact information, blah blah blah. Mark Borchardt at like Gmail yeah. for booking. I mean, it's just him. He did like so many like different like little short things where he just popped in and was himself. Yeah. Like he was on Leno. He was in a couple different movies. He was on Family Guy for yeah. God's sake. He got yeah. there was an explosion. Well, Mike Shank was in. Uh, uh, you always talk about you like to talk about what's his name's movies. Um, Todd Solon's. So it's oh, okay. or whatever. He's in uh, his movie storytelling. Mike Shank plays oh, himself okay. walking around with a documentary crew. Nice. He just hired Mike Shank to be in the movie. Yeah, that's cool. Then. But well, Joe, I want to hear this movie oh, because yeah, okay. I, I've got I've got thirty million dollars in in yeah. my ass crack right now, and I, I want blo- okay. I want to fart it in your direction. Yeah, we're Bloomhouse. All um, right, we're the company that's making all these low budget movies for one to four million dollars. We okay. know we'll make a profit probably, yeah. so we're willing to yeah g- take a chance. But I'm there's a lot of people we can take a chance on. So tell us about your movie and why it fits pitch it in. to Ziggy and Andy. Yeah. Come on. Okay. Yeah. Do you want me to give you um just kind of a quick like no 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 just, no you walk us through it. Tell me the beat. movie. Okay. The movie opens with what? 
Uh, it opens on a young man driving a car into a red light district, picking up like a woman of the night, shall we say. Okay, okay. prostitutes. And it. it's like a solid five to ten minutes of him like talking to her. And then, about then what? Going. What do they talk about? Yeah, that sounds important. Um, Dialogue just, kills an audience. What are they talking about? Uh, things like about him, like just. What are you trying to establish with the conversation? That this is like a weird guy. Okay, he's weird. Like he's socially inept, and that's why he's <clears throat> getting a prostitute. Yeah. Okay. And then they get into the apartment. Um, he locks the door behind her, and then basically a big like uh, he turns on this record so the music's blowing so that way the neighbors can't hear him. What kind of music? Um, like it could old- be almost anything. Okay. So, like, it was the music, but the, the what music would you must prefer? mean the music means something to the character. Is it a, what, what genre or time period? Maybe is classical. Music? Okay, that seems a little cliche. Because right. the the killer playing classical music is different than the killer playing techno. It says something. Yeah. So that's why I asked um, you. And then he'll just take a hammer and beat her to death with it. Okay. And it will it'll linger for like a couple minutes <clears> of just him <throat> cracking open her skull with like a hammer. Well, you know, we do have to deliver in our picture. Yeah. Ah, uh, well. I don't believe in that. That's how we make well, money. I don't believe in that. Yeah, now, if you want our money, we need to get a product out of this. Yeah. I mean, we cannot to... sell an NC-17 film. No, AMC theaters, Unrated. all the major theaters will not put an unrated yeah. or NC-17 theater. Trust we could, us, well, we know. We've done this yeah. for years. We could go Here. VOD. But... Okay, okay. I got a backup plan. I'll stick no, in. what the fuck? What? No, 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 no. Joe's I'm not, not Joe's plan not to save this world. movie. Okay. All okay, right. I'm going to stick in 17 minutes of my penis going back up and forth. All right. And then I'll cut it out and the MPAA will feel that they did their I don't think you're taking this seriously. I am. That's Mr. what my man Trey Stone did. You go go back and you you fix this problem. I'm sure they were a lot more witty in their descriptions well, yeah, when they had their meeting. All right, we're going we're gonna to show most of that off camera. What happens after he cracks in the skull for several minutes? Uh, he's just, like, drinking her blood and, like, having a good time with oh, it. Oh, now it sounds like you're making this shit up. Is he a vampire? No. no. Well, how's the audience going to know he's not a vampire? Because they're not retarded. <sighs> uh, now, uh, unfortunately, Joe that's not always to... true. <laughs> yeah. And most of the time, the audience needs to be spoon-fed stuff. Not to say that they are retarded, but they definitely... Well, drooling... Kind of, uh, oh, Joe. Like, kind of like a Joe, bull haircut. Uh, but, but, sir, you walked in here with McDonald's wrappers glued to your me. back. Joe, what oh. if we see him the next day outside by the pool and he's sipping on a blood teeny? Mm. Yeah, there you go. Ooh. So we know he can go out in the sun. That's right. <laughs> now, who's the second man you brought in? I don't know. He just showed up. He lo- I thought he was just your assistant, but he seems to have a better understanding yeah. of this project no than you do. Yeah, I think we. I think we might want him to direct. Yeah, yeah. I've got the showmanship. I've got the cum. I've no, got- oh, oh, whoa, 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 whoa! I'm sorry. What was that? Why? No, no. Did he I've- say cum? No, no, no. I mean, I'm going to come to the set. I'm going to make this. No, movie. no. Okay. Well, exactly. if you're directing it, yeah. If you're yeah. writing it, we probably won't have you on the set once we get the first draft. Yeah. Oh yeah. We yeah. don't like to do that. But what's uh, what's the purpose of the film? He kills this woman. He drinks her blood, and then what? Um. Isn't killing prostitutes so much fun? Is that text that shows up on yeah, the that's screen? A is this line. a comedy? That, the th- wait, you put the tagline twenty minutes into the film. <laughs> yeah, is that the end of the film? No, 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 no. He gives. He keeps killing them and killing them and like killing stabbing them. Who's them? All, all of the whores. So why? What makes an audience pay ten dollars fifty cents on a Saturday night to watch this guy killing a bunch of prostitutes? You pay ten dollars to see a bitch get her throat slit, wouldn't you? No, Whoa. no. I've been. I'm a producer. I don't need uh, to pay to see that. I would let. You, I will have you know, sir, that my wife is a former hooker. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. And she would not appreciate being called a bitch. His wife oh, is, and his I'm wife sorry. is a, my I'm former a wife. mistress. And Diamond, Diamond is beautiful, and don't you dare talk yeah. about her like that. Okay, I won't. All right. Okay. 
So I have a second movie. Oh no! I, I, How many times has this happened to you? It happens, Ziggy? It happens yeah, all the time. Let's yeah. our, give me your second pitch, but I need it. Oh, what was the title of the first one? Oh, um, hey, check out all these dead prostitutes in my shed. Notice how everything Joe starts off with hey. Yeah, well, I'll be, I'll be honest. I'm not too bothered by that title. I kind of uh, like that one. Okay. <laughs> I can see it. It's just the poster's just the big bold text. Yeah, it could be a good like grindhouse throwback drive-in type yeah, of thing. To, like see, I eat your blood, of... I eat your skin type of thing. Yeah. All right. I what's drink the spit on your grave? What's the second exactly. film that we didn't request? Okay. So basically, um, it's about these two separate dudes. Um, one's like probably in like his twenties. One's probably in his forties. What's a separate dude? What do you mean? You mean two different individuals? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who don't know each other? Uh, yes. Okay. Because so I, I think that two separate dudes could be anybody. Yeah. Well, yeah, it could be like twins who got cut apart. It could be Ooh. like. Okay. Tell, tell me that movie. Yeah. Oh, uh, let's talk about that, that movie. Ridden. All right. So there's and two guys that... that don't know each other. What happens? And they both really, really, like, they hate malls and they hate shopping and they hate how everybody gets, like, all crazy on Thanksgiving. Is this going to upset me? Think of the events that just happened days ago. Is this going to upset oh, me? Oh, yes, it will. Then do not bring it up. What? Jesus Joe. Christ, Joe. Joe. For the well, love I of God. I talked to Ryan about this one. Well, you did? Yeah. When? Black Friday. Oh, yeah, that was last week. And I said last week, and you were there. Did I not say that we can't have stuff like that because it happens in real life and sure as shit, it just happened again in real life. You can't make movies like that. That no, kind of can't. satire doesn't work right now. You it can't does. you can't sugarcoat that kind of activity. Now. Not not now. No, it wouldn't be not funny now. though. It wouldn't be funny. Well, that makes it even worse. And we've already had a movie like that with those piece of shit Uwe Boll movie Rampages, which was basically that. No, I don't think it was yes, like that. They, I think it was yes, like God Bless America. That was satire. This would be satire. But that was before a lot of this had happened. No, it wasn't. It was before we had like 50 of these. Yes, Joe, it was. Get, I'm going to grab you in a second here. Ah. I brought your mother in. Maddie yeah. is the PC police of this group. Yeah, and if I know. she says she... no, it is a no. No, but she keeps like taking my computer away from me. I think I think this is the character study Joe was talking about. This is. I just want to make a documentary about Joe. That's the scary oh. movie. But what, what's the ending in Ten years, he's still going to be in his parents' basement. Wow. Because he won't get his goddamn license. It's been a month. Where's the license? Yeah, where is it? That was in the last podcast. Yeah. The one where is aired. it, Joe? It's in my right shoe, and I forgot to bring it today. <sighs> I was wondering why you're You have both your shoes on, and you have one pair of shoes you wear all the time. Yeah. yeah. Those are Vivas. What, seriously, where's the license? Where's the license? <laughs> I've got a license. What, what, uh... what are you doing with that camera right now? <laughs> he's oh. finger-banging the camera. Uh, he's the tripod. Been, he's trying to find. He's trying to search his mind for more opium. Yeah, yeah, opium right Anthony shot. jokes yeah. to steal to get. I I'm surprised he hasn't resorted to coughing. Jesus, Joe, you get get the license. Get the license. I, I'll go I with don't... you. How about this? You get the license. We'll make a documentary about you. Yeah. No, no filming. Uh, you get your license. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. no what, more, if, what if I kick you off the set? Kyle um, will not. Kyle will not sell you any more magic cards, no matter how what price you bring. Oh, in. I really like him, though. I it mean, doesn't matter. I need some new Aljazis. He, well, you're, he's not going to sell you, you any more. No, Joe, you need a belt and new shoes. That is true. If you can't go, you can't even go to the magic tournaments because one, you know, you can't drive there, and two, you can't keep your pants on. So they're going to say no <laughs> pants. No, that's completely fine. It's completely fine. Your butt cat can be completely butt cat. <laughs> Cream to the crop. Okay. Cream of the crop. Yeah. Cream of the crop. 
Oh, that was hey, that was a good voice. Save that for the cereal. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. that was that was really yeah. good. I was impressed. Nice. With that. I could actually do quite a few voices, so maybe who knows? Maybe yeah. I'll be able to help out with some voices. No, no, please make it yeah. easier on my life. <laughs> I, I've I've thought of, I've thought of adding other people to it. And I don't yeah. really want to. Oh that's... well, good. I'll try and do as many voices as yeah. possible. Yeah, we yeah. just I need I need like four people that. Three guys, one girl that can do all the voices. Okay, well, let's South a, Park this thing. We'll give it a try. Yeah, be good. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, sorry, I totally just, uh, nobody knows what the hell we're talking about. They Anyways, will. Joe, we love you, buddy. Hmm. We care about you. But this is practically an intervention right here. Oh, yeah. I know. All right. No more shooter talk. Yeah, come what? on. You can't. Get the license. Get the license. All right. And who knows? I, I You know what? I feel like. Joe, at the end, like two weeks after filming, Joe comes down to the offices. We're cleaning everything up, and he's like, "Guys, I did it. I got my license." We don't see him for a year. We come back to him. He's lost sixty pounds. He has a beautiful girlfriend. Wow. Somehow, somehow, he he already graduated from college, and and I did and, graduate from college. No, don't you? Oh, yeah. don't even get me you started on gen, that. You got your gen eds done. But we even do, I did that. Do you, do you, where's your where's your diploma? Uh, I haven't applied for it. You see, like. <laughs> How are you supposed to prove that you graduated if you don't even have a fucking diploma? I can get one. There's <laughs> pictures on your Facebook of you wearing some sort of cap and gown. Was that high school? Yeah, that was high school. Oh. There's... No, that was a high schooler. Yeah, well, I took some pictures. <laughs> best, best day of her life, and yeah. Joe just fucking... Uh, hey. Hey. Hey, 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 do you want to be on the film? Do you want to be in the movie? Come here, come here, come here, come here. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. All joking aside, Joe, I am glad that I've met you. You're one of the more original people... Uh, <laughs> I do. I we do. Just, I we, really we spent do. the whole beginning of the podcast talking about how he ripped off a bit. I did not. Well, I mean, originals in general because he's no, you're just right. who he is and the fact that he's you know found a home with a, a bunch of people. He's original enough that he gets an yeah. entire segment of a podcast yeah. devoted to himself. And I and still that uh, on the on Grace's room when I was like, I don't know anybody here. I don't even know if I'm in the right spot. I was feeling, I was feeling real awkward. I had a ridiculous looking mustache. I had an earring in. I was like, ah, I look real weird. There's people I don't know. Joe came in. Hey, how you doing? And talked about Blu-rays and DVDs with me and put me at ease. Yeah. So that's when he imprinted on me. Joe, that's you're a good boy, <laughs> Bubby. You're a good boy, Bubby. We want to see you be a better boy, Bubby. Oh, uh, okay. But we want to help you achieve to be the best boy, Bubby. Yeah. yeah. But you gotta you gotta knock <laughs> the out the Bubby. bad boy, Bubby. Sometimes. Uh, and I get that I license, guy. I will take you myself, man. Because because yeah. yeah. if, if I have to drive home with you one more time. <laughs> And listen yeah, to you like exp- try, try to explain to me what a fucking Eldrazi is, which I don't care. Or, well, they're so beautiful. Or, or, or talk about how all of all of your cousins are sluts, both male and female. Like, I, I can't take it anymore. I, I'm going to fucking flip that Tad, car. Is Tad a slut? Uh, he had like he has his own podcast, and he did an episode about his obsession with dragon dildos. Tad does? Yeah. What's it called? Um, let me tell you about I want to send me a link to this. Crest, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. He, 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 Joe does it a lot. Yeah. On <laughs> the Buck family seal. But 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 there's 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 a part that's all rusted on the left side, and if if we were to like clean that off, it would say "Hey, comma, let me tell you." <laughs> yeah, and then if you scrub away the other side, it would be "Hey, let me tell you about all this blood and skin." <laughs> It's, and that's and oh, that's what the crest is made of. It's just dried up blood and skin. Yeah, yeah, it's like a Texas Chainsaw thing. Hey, can I be on Tad's podcast? Uh, I actually haven't been on yet, but yeah, well, I'm okay. going. I'm better at the shit than you are, oh. so who cares? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll find an application for you. Yeah, an application for Christ. Because I want to meet. We've we've talked about Tad so much. Yeah, on this I'll podcast, I feel like I should get to know him. 
Oh I'll ask God. him maybe the bring night, him maybe tomorrow. Bring him. Yeah. Bring him. What do you oh, want me to bring him on? Actually, you know what? I'll bring how, Tad how, how, many, how many Buckleys could we get on the podcast at once? Oh, a bucket of Buckleys. Uh, a bucket of Buckleys. Bucket of, it'll be called the Bucket of Buckleys. <laughs> no, there should be a podcast where the Buckleys only interview each other. It doesn't even matter if nothing's changed from the last time yeah. they met. It's hey, like, Mom, how many, did, you've got the fish sticks in the oven, right? Because I'm pretty hungry, and I really want dinner to be ready by the time we're done with the podcast. So thank you. On this episode of Bucket of Buckley's, yeah. everybody talks about their Easter plans. Come on, Jake, <laughs> don't take my socks again. There's Joe and Mama, Daddy and his sister, and his other brother Joe again, and Daddy and sister. They're just repeating because they're going round and round, dancing around Denny the dead clown. Bucket of Buckley's. Bucket of Buckley's. There's also an animatronic cat. Oh, yeah. I, I, I've got like that in the pipeline or whatever. Yeah, see, look how the creative things happen. Look at yeah. it, Now we got a new show. I hate yeah. to say it, but Joe, Joe, Joe makes me, Joe yeah. makes me uh, 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 think of things, yeah. new things. I, yeah. that, that, I sound dumb now. Well, I, 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 bucket of Buckley's. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Like, uh, at the homeless shelter, I'm really hoping to have a, like, a script done for a pilot. But why, why <laughs> at the homeless shelter? Oh, yeah, or whatever. Oh, oh, oh okay. Fun, you know what? That would be a great night. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We actually well, we talked about. Well, what we would, yeah. we I would like you to do an episode every night after filming. Mm-hmm. Get to the shelter oh. and then yeah. and interview somebody. So, and we yeah. should we should do that reading on the podcast. Yeah, I'm cool with it. Okay. Yeah. All right, Joe. I think we got to let you go. Yeah, it's, we got to wrap. It's 45 minutes okay. into this nonsense, and yeah. And I yeah. we j- I just listened to the Trevor episode. And an oh, hour, an hour oh my god, an hour of you, dear. Yeah. It was a super size. Yeah, super yeah. Well, you know, I just go like. Eh, 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 and the, the and the one with um, is the one with Maddie. I think there's another Super Buckley one on that, that one. No, that one. Is I that don't a think super? So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think that may be another super size pass yeah. of Buckley. Maddie, sure. are you excited for your parents to listen to that? No. No, yeah. I'm not. I don't. I think I'll like try to not mention it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Say the audio was accidentally erased. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Joe was like cleaning the floppy disk and he accidentally snapped one. Uh huh. Yep. He put him through the magnet magnetizer. Magnet. <sighs> I think. I think that's it, Ryan. Yeah. That's that's yeah. Let's sign, sign us off, man. All right. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll talk to you next time. Okay.